Hello and welcome to episode 426 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And a man who goes by many names, we don't know all of them, we just know him as Tony Esmond. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Um, We've been very excited this week, we've just finished yeah. a very exciting interview haven't we, so we're, yeah, yeah. we're still buzzing. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we've just been... Um, we're high on comics and comic talk, and there's lots to look forward to um, this and week. And gonads. Yeah, and gonads as well. Yeah, there's lots of that. No, well, there's not lots of that. Um, but there's lots of comic talk and a lot of fun, and possibly, possibly a quiz and maybe a... Always a, oh, a nice little prize. prize. Oh, yeah. 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 But do you know what um, is a prize for us every week, guys? Comic House. It's Comic House, our lovely sponsors. The indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we do and as much as you do. I mean, if you're listening to this show, there's a good chance that you like indie comics in there, really. And you want to find out more about yeah. making comics. And like, you know, you probably make comics yourself, don't you, really? And if you make comics yourself, you just think, well, where where can I go? Where, where's another avenue to, to well, get, get people to see them? Yeah. yeah. Then uh, just add them to Comic House. There's a huge selection of titles on their database. Like I say, you can list your book on there. It's another um, way to get your work out in the world, as well as the digital app. It's basically on Netflix for comics, only £3 a month. And you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics that's being added to all the time. Uh, Dan, do you currently know what's on there? Uh, no, I don't have the list up in front he of me. Is a, he is. What is happening actually, today? The weird, the weird thing is, the weird thing is, he's right, giddy like a schoolgirl. S- sometimes he is so prepared that I'm un- unprepared for how unprepared. prepared he is. And then when I think he's got this, no. he let me down. I'm only joking, Dan. You never let me down. Oh, and, you got it up now, haven't you? And yes, uh, got contracts <laughs> zero. The long game issue one. Viper Crimson Dawn. Phantoms of the Lake and Fractions. Fractures Volume One. And go. all this and more on Comic House. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there from past guests and no doubt future guests. There's loads of great comics on there from us and from just brilliant brilliant creators from all over the world. So, And there's a 14-day free trial. So if you want to find out more about it and to dive headfirst into the world of small press that we talk about every week, go to comichouse.com. We're not going to fuck about this week <laughs> because <laughs> Get we... Straight to it. we we were very pleased to be joined um, by a couple of uh, guests that, I'll be frankly honest, I didn't expect uh, um, us to be talking to. It was a bit of a hit and hope, wasn't it, with that one? Yeah. You, you messaged out yeah. thinking, I, we, we can but try, lads. Yeah, it was a bit yeah, of that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, but you lovely people out there may have heard us talking about, I don't know, a little comics institution called Viz. We even did yeah. a quiz about it. Um, and we've had a lot of laughs and we've, we've talked about it. And uh, and this week, <laughs> this week we are joined. Um, we have an interview with two of the creators, Graham Jury and Simon Thorpe. And uh, what this, nice guys! How, yeah, how funny are they? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. super, yeah. super nice guys. And you're going to find out loads of information about Viz, stories about certain strips, um, influences, all kinds of the the publishing journey it's had. But for those of you out there, we wanted to the make sure... The orgies they didn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. There, um, there's a bit of orgy talk. No, there isn't. There's, there's only one. Tiny bit. Yeah, Tony tries to make things uncomfortable, as he always does. And uh, <laughs> and these are the guests that, that, that roll I'm with I'm always it. comfortable at an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He 
he's a, he, orgy he, talk. Yeah, I can't, every, that's the second uh, thing you said today that I said. Let's put on a t-shirt. As soon as soon as he walks into the room, he clocks the chair he's going to sit on and thinks, "I'm going to sit there now before the lights go off." That's you got to be careful with sitting anywhere in an orgy. I'll tell you that's now. why you got to pick your seat first, <laughs> isn't that right, Tony? Exactly. <laughs> so speaks a man with experience. There, I can tell you that now. <laughs> oh dear! But um, there may be some of our listeners who, although have... I think the US people, I'm guessing, probably yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Viz for some may be like the the manga based um, website and imprint of comics, but that's not what we talk about. Because we're talking about like the the satirical comedy comic that has been well the totally British happy. institution, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah. started in nineteen seventy nine. Bloody yeah. hell! Isn't that incredible? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we talk about it in the interview, but there is things that are used and. Uh, phrases, words, characters used in that comic that people will repeat now that they don't know of. Unaware of the origin of yeah. where it's come from. Just, it's, mm. it's, it's actually in the sort of lexicon, isn't it, now, of language, some of the stuff. Yeah. 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 There's so it's also much hilarious. To... Yeah. It's hilarious. It's satirical. Um, but as a, you know, it, there's a real, I don't know, It's it, there's a certain underground nature to it and it is, it is both a bit of a legend in the UK comic scene and the UK comic scene best kept secret in some ways. Mm. In a way, um, you don't see in comic shops very often. No. no. It's, 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 to me, it's like they've turned funny piss-taking into, an, into a publishing empire. Yeah. Yeah. They've, t- they've turned the jokes that the three of us would make in a pub to each other in a comic yeah. and they've yeah. translated to it's like an everyman yeah. kind of comic. Yeah. You know. It's weird. It's one of those ones. that's kind of hardly anyone in my circles talks about it or reads it. But like we, we've been banging that drum for fucking ages about Viz. Yeah, but if like and, we say in the interview there, if you say for half an hour, if you say "oh Viz," people will know, won't they? Yes. When it was selling like you know millions a year at one point in the nineties. Mm. Yeah, it's four or five TV series. It's had a, you know a movie. Yeah, music singles. They've been on into top talk shows like Jonathan Ross, stuff like that. And you hear all of these sort of things and you think, you know, publishing empire, like big offices, etc. And it's just people that like making these funny comics together. Like a small And the thing t- about I like about team. them is, one, they don't care. Uh, and two, they take the piss out of everyone. Yeah, no one's... Mm. Everyone's no one's on a target, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I heard a quote from one of them in an interview recently that said, "Comedy can't be righteous," and I kind of yeah. make him right on that man. Mm. I yeah. think I think there's also there's a definite d- difference with with comedy as well, even when it seems like um, crude or like um, you know a certain sort of humor like that. You can tell when it's it's created by people by intelligent thoughtful people even if yeah. they say oh yeah we're just making a joke about asses you know that's <laughs> you can tell when an intelligent person has made that joke compared to the people that are like oh, this is funny look at <laughs> look at that ass yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think there's so, there's so much that is influenced by i mean little britain just immediately springs to mind yeah there's so much that is influenced to it and i'd actually include us in that that we a lot of what we do on here is you know pure old but sat- satire as well i'd agree yeah, yeah totally yeah. A lot of humour hugely come, influenced uh, by from Viz. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Um, so we want, obviously, we want to let you know, definitely, if you haven't heard of it, I mean, you, you've probably thought, what on earth are they talking about? And seek it out. 
Um, I mean, go to viz.co.uk and you and it's it's three quid for th- the first three issues. Yeah, it's cheap as chips, and then yeah, after that, yeah. it's only three ninety five or something for something that's like yeah. a big old read. Yeah. yeah, and also it seems like they're very open about like getting in. You know, they want to get into comic book shops. They want they want to hear yeah. they want to hear from creators. They want you know they they are not sort of we're in a publishing house doing our own thing. The outside world is there. They are. I mean, you'll you'll hear it for yourself. Because um, we had amazing fun talking to them. Um, yeah. This may not be before the... and after the interview as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. And uh, yeah, so let's just should we just get into it straight away? Might yeah, well, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. too much gold. There's too much gold here. So here is our special interview with Graham Jerry and Simon Thorpe doing their first ever podcast interview. Yes, it's time to talk Viz. <laughs> Okay, as you know, we've been talking about the UK comic Viz more and more over the past few months, haven't we, gents? Yeah, I'd say even a couple of years, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Banging that Viz we had a, we had a Viz quiz recently, didn't we? We did, that we did. Yeah, yeah. But we thought, rather than just us rambling on about it, um, why not we speak to the people themselves? So we're very pleased to be joined yeah. by two of the creative minds behind Viz itself. Welcome to the show, Graham Jury and Simon Thorpe. Welcome, gents. Hello Thank there. you very much. Thanks for having us. <laughs> this is very exciting. We understand yeah. we might be your first podcast. Yes, you, you oh, yeah. pop down podcast cherry. <laughs> something very special going on here, I think, now. <laughs> yeah. The start of something good. Yes, yeah, we've never done a podcast before. We, we don't actually know what a podcast, podcast is. I'm lying there. I just, <laughs> I've just said the, the, the first lie on this podcast. Uh, oh, I won't worry about that. We've had 400 plus episodes. It's we lie all the time. Nothing but we'll lies. Worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry right. about that. I lie to my uh, wife a lot. <laughs> and you lie to other people about your wife. Anyway, yeah. um I tell people she's died because it's me up. circle. <laughs> yeah. Let's get come back to bite one day, Tony. Anyway, right. uh, so start us off, gents. Um Viz has been a comics institution in the UK for many years, which is quite a feat in any realm of comics. Um how did you uh, to start us off, just how did you both get involved with it and what is it about Viz that keeps you sort of keep coming back and creatively inspired? Well, Graham, do you want to start? Because you, yeah. you were before me. Yeah, I, well, I was um, I was a research scientist at, at Leicester University. I was working in the, the plant genetics lab. I uh, thought that was a wind-up in that documentary. No, 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 that's, that's, that's weird. true, I, is it? I was, yeah, yeah. I, I studied botany um, at, at Nottingham University, and then I, I went into, I started a PhD at, uh, at Leicester University, and I was just drawing cartoons to, to sort of keep me sane. Uh, and I was working on drought-resistant uh uh, drought tolerance in, in in plants. So you know, I was I was going to I was on 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 track to solve world hunger problem. Uh, but then this chance to work for this came up, and well, what could you do? Yeah, <laughs> give that the elbow. I was just drawing cartoons in my spare time, sending them up to to Chris, who was the editor at the time. Um, and then after I've been doing this for two or three years, and he says, "Look, we've we." You know, we were just producing a comic, or Chris was just producing a comic when he had enough stuff to put one out. Then he got this this proper publishing deal with John Brown, and he says, "Look, we've we've got to do this properly now. We've got deadlines. Do you fancy throwing away a glittering career in science and and drawing arse jokes for a living?" And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> no brainer." Because well, I, I, <laughs> I saw a documentary. We've all watched it. That sort of spoof nineteen nineties documentary, which has got you in your greenhouse talking about your favourite plants. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think Simon, it's got you talking about how you bought a bus. Is that right? No, that's 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 not true. 
that uh, <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> I did a few years ago. I bought. I, I went through a, a bizarre sort of midlife crisis, and I bought a Triumph Renown, like nineteen fifty six. Uh, a car, yeah. a, a terrible thing, and I, it, <laughs> and I thought that's nice, and I and I drove it round a few times, but it's the brakes were so terrible that I'd got rid of it very quickly. <laughs> you didn't buy a dame. You didn't buy a dame the bus. I've got a, a, yeah. my wife's best friend, her husband. He's got like a racing car, and I, I bought a Triumph Renown. But anyway, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into it, Simon? I I I was at university in Wales. I was doing <laughs> fine art. At university in Aberystwyth, and I saw an advert in the back of um, Private Eye, and it said, I, th- "I think the exact words were something like Big Magazine." No, what was it? Funny cartoon, Big Magazine or something. Bum rates paid or something. So I thought, <laughs> well, they'd sound desperate, so I'll, I'll, I'll answer to that. <laughs> I, I, what during my first year at university, my first term at university, I sold a cartoon to Punch. Ah, right, <laughs> Old, like to a proper magazine was to punch but um yeah and then and then so i replied to that and, and chris started taking cartoons and then by the time i'd finished at university with my hugely valuable degree they uh chris was requiring i was going for oink as well and then chris was taking people on so he, he took me on i think uh, was it like an issue later than graham or something like that anyway that like was a full-time job so i came up to newcastle so what strips were you doing, Simon, for those that don't know? I, I think Phil quite early. Um, I mean, they, they were sort of one-offs, really. I, I, I don't really like to think about them that much, the, the early ones uh, that I did. Your first gig then, was Billy the Fish, wasn't it? Sort okay. Of a regular one to taking over established characters. That was quite early, yes. I, I, did, I did a Billy the Fish and then... Um, and then continue doing Billy the Fish for a long time. I haven't done a Billy the Fish for ages, actually. No. So Billy the Fish was in Fulchester, wasn't he? This all, a lot of these characters are based yes, in Fulchester. Fulchester. <clears throat> was that one of your guys? One of you two idea? Was it? Because it's it's an it actual town from a reoccurring. No, it's a town from a BBC Fulchester series. Fulchester doesn't exist. We Crown nicked Court, it, it from Crown Court. Do you remember Crown Court in the seventies? Yeah, they're repeating uh, it on there. I think on TV. It was like this lunchtime. Um, courtroom drama program. It was fantastic where yeah. they had uh, members of the public making up the the jury and they'd, they'd go through the process. But all the things uh, happened in Fulchester, this fictitious town called Fulchester. And with a <laughs> like that, nobody will remember that. Yeah, because Fulchester had, it would have a beach and an airport yeah. and, and, and a know. range of mountains. Anything they needed it would have. It was great. Because yeah. isn't there a spoof article written by like the mayor of Fulchester and he says Oh, this is coming along. Bring it on. We're ready. It's sort of like the apocalypse. We, we, the, we've got or... two mayors, haven't we? There's the yeah. there's, there's oh no, there's the the tourist bloke at Tipton, Hugo Guthrie, Tipton, the, the yeah, tourist yeah. man. And then there's the mayor of Blackpool. I think I think. Oh, maybe. it's Blackpool. Yes, yeah. and we always use this with this photo. We when we we were in London at at some uh, book thing or something, and the bloke came up to us, and he was like a town crier, wasn't he? Was yeah, um, but like London, London town crier, and he said, "Hello." We took a picture of him. He, he, he must be dead now. I and he's I... the, the picture that we used as the, as the mayor of Blackpool. Yeah, <laughs> sort of winning bloke in a tricolour hat. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like yeah. the recurring picture you use of that bloke kissing the the girl's bum. The it seems to be in almost yeah. every issue. Yeah, it makes me yeah. laugh. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. I honestly can't remember where that came from or what issue it was in first. It was years and years ago. Or what the first context we used it in. 
but you know, it it, uh, it yeah. makes us laugh, and, and you know, forty years later, it's still making us laugh. So we <laughs> is that what keeps keeps you coming back? Is it like and creating all these ideas because it's just just keeps you entertained, just keeps you amused. Yeah, I, I think the thing about this is it, it was, uh, and, and still is, it's hard to sort of pigeonhole because what, what we do is if we think of something funny, we'll then think of a way of doing that joke and it might be a, a, a feature or a cartoon or a, a spoof ad or, or a, mm. a, you know, a look and learn type thing. And, we're you know, we, we're always trying to think of new ways to sell the same joke to the readers <laughs> over and over again. And then, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure we're succeeding. But... What, what I like it's it's like fact... your mum serving up the, the rehashed leavings from the last <laughs> yeah. meal. It's just over and over for 40 years. You have characters that can like speak and parody like stuff that goes on, say, if like an, uh, a TV presenter goes off the rails or something. You've got Roger Melly there to kind of like yeah. use that as a like a proxy character to explore that. And there's there's several of them. And it's there's always a story in the news that Millie Tant is one I was thinking about yeah, today is very yeah. similar. She's got to be gold at the moment, isn't she? Millie Tant, I'm guessing. Yeah, but but you're right, the, the sort of characters that you can hang things on. There's it's like if there's um, you know, something happens in football, we'll do that story for Billy the Fish, and, and on television, we'll, we'll do it for Roger Melly. Um, and we, we used to do, uh, me and, and Thorpe did a cartoon uh, for a, a, a magazine called GPX, which was this Grand Prix magazine. It was dead good. And we did um, we did this cartoon sort of set in the world of Formula One. And and we, we thought it was dead good. It was it was all, uh, it was a bit like Billy the Fish, but in Formula One. Yeah. Uh, the events, and the, the whole magazine was really good. It was quite funny. Um, but they ended up canning it. They ended up after about five issues because... Formula One fans don't like to laugh about Formula One. It's a very serious business. Mm, okay. yeah. There's nothing funny about Formula One. <laughs> that's what yeah. Very quickly found. I mean, I suppose that's a big point. Of what, yeah, I suppose that's a big point we we, we were going to get around to is how do you deal with people who who like kind of turn their nose up and don't understand the humour? I mean, we have Especially probably satire. spent satire. Yeah. Is definitely something I mean, that's we've spent thirty and and sort of. A little bit of toilet humour, let's be honest. You know, we spent 30 years laughing at your comic, but some people just don't get it, do they? Do you know what I mean? Like my missus got no sense of humour at all. She wouldn't get it at all. Do you know what I mean? Right. So. I mean, we, we, uh, the, we would just ignore uh, those people. I mean, they, they, you know, people who, who don't read it don't read it, and we just... Yeah, yeah fair enough. It's... Mm. Yeah, we, we went to, when we went to America, we, we, um, we went to a, a convention in America with big ideas about breaking America. We oh, we were going to break America, we were. And we gave this uh, this talk about this, and uh, this, this bloke uh, who, who was the president of the American Cartoonist Association, he's actually English, a bloke called Steve McGarry, and he went, yeah. he went to uh, California a few years ago, and, uh, and he lives out there now, and he's the president of the uh, National Cartoonist Association. He says... Don't don't be self-deprecating. He says they won't get it if you if you're self-deprecating. Go out there and tell them how great Viz is. Um, uh, but it's not what we do, you know. We're yeah. harshest critics. We we say how shit Viz is before any you know, so anybody else can you know we beat them to it. And so we we gave this talk that was very sort of self-deprecating, and it just went straight over their heads, didn't it? Thought it was. Uh, it di it didn't go down a storm, did it? Really. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was right. <laughs> I think uh, uh, the Simpsons had been on, hadn't they? I, th I think earlier 
was it earlier that day there was they, they were all the simpsons people were at the yes front. right yeah. at the back but we didn't go that's, down as far as them that's it's a lovely venue though isn't it? isn't it it's a lovely venue a terrific venue going down by the beach every day yeah yeah that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got a very kind of uh uk british voice uh viz and i imagine some might struggle to get references in it uh but there's the the humor throughout if you've got kind of like a bit of a dark sense of humor i think it's going to appeal you, yeah, you were saying Tony, that not many people in the u.s kind of yeah I, have I've, heard of it i've got some friends out there who i regularly buy the annual for every year and um i always meet up with them at a convention out in new york and um one of the three of these guys who are like podcasts like us they're kind of us but america um only one of them gets it he says he sits on the couch in their hotel room giggling and now and, and the other two just can't get it they just it just doesn't penetrate their brain do you know what i mean humor's very yeah. strange though throughout the world though isn't it i think like for me when it comes to like certainly the british humor i see it more internationally in things like from new zealand or australia there seems to be a, a certain level of wit that feels very british yeah australia gets it i've heard oh, you say that guys before is that right they yeah. did a, um, John Brown, the, the publisher, many many years ago. He did a, a, a sort of an Australian version. And he had a bloke in Australia who was called Peter Ching, wasn't he? Yeah. Who who sort of re mixed it really for for yeah. an Australian thing, and they and they they printed a special one, didn't they, for a while? It did, yeah. It was a funny it was, shape and things, and it yeah, had it okay. shape. But yeah, he, he did that. He sort of take out references to uh, British celebrities that the Australians wouldn't know. And he'd stick the Australian equivalent in, um, and it, it, I mean, it worked. But it, you know, as sales went down, you know, here as well as in Australia, uh, it it became sort of uh, more cost effective to just print it here and ship them over. They did uh, the same with Mad Magazine, didn't they? So Mad, yeah. Mad. It was yeah. like a British a British version, wasn't there, where they would yeah. write. Yeah, the they'd have like an Paul. EastEnders story or something in it. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> or or you'd, you'd be reading something, and then suddenly somebody's name will be in a completely different type. <laughs> yeah, the rest where they just stuck yeah. it over the balloon like that. <laughs> so what 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 do you what have you been drawing over the years, Graham? Any sort of who you? Cause I know every time I see you talk about art, you always go, "I like drawing the fat slags because I like doing the yeah, rounded yeah. bits." Yeah, um, yeah. That's you scuppered, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just fire that question straight back at you. What which ones do I like drawing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sport Bastard, I like drawing Sport yeah. Bastard. And Roger Mellick, uh, I mean, all the, the, the ones I do, I enjoy drawing them. There's, there's none of the cartoons I draw that I don't enjoy drawing. Um, some are a bit more of a, a chore than others because they're, they're, they're more detailed and um, and what have you. But uh, but now, I mean, I, I, I just enjoy drawing any, any of the ones I do. What was did that one you did that was like the Keystone Cops? Where they were all driving around in a bus, falling out the back, policemen. Oh, policemen. that was that was was it the silent one, the one where it had like the yeah. Tape? It was, yeah. Well, that wasn't very good. What are you bringing that up for? I liked that. <laughs> it was called. That was Prime the one Act. I liked. <laughs> oh, was it? oh well, in that case, though, in that case, it was called Prime Suspect with the Keystone Cops, right? Uh, <laughs> and it was like a, an episode of Prime Suspects, I think. Yeah. He's been waiting to say that for ages. You've ruined it. <laughs> he did it live on air and it's it's gone badly. <laughs> I thought early today. says, ask that question. Ask about Prime <laughs> Suspect. Um, I, I was reading the one you crossed over Fat Slags with Star Trek earlier today. Uh, I think it was like yes. a 2017 one. That was a good one, man. I like that one. Yeah. You like that? I like about the Gorn having a small knob. That was funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I, like, I like doing them in, in sort of different uh, either uh, different um, you know eras or in different situations. There was a, 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 a <laughs> that's the word. Yeah. Milieus. 
Um, I, I did one as Pride and Prejudice once, which I enjoyed drawing. I think it's called Slag Trek, which is just brilliant, man. That's all I want. Clever, isn't it? <laughs> all I want from yeah, a comic. We were thinking well and truly inside the box on that day. <laughs> I did mention about the letters, and I was kind of wondering about the uh, the percentage of how many are made up and how they're written. And you you were saying, Graham, that actually a lot of them, most of them, are actually people writing in, which I was kind of like, okay, I yeah. was. So they're they're really funny. <laughs> the, the, our, our readers are probably funnier than me. <laughs> <laughs> these days um, yeah the, the, it used to be a lot more we used to make about 50 percent yeah. but I, I reckon we only make 20 percent of these days um we, we we often alter a lot of the ones that that get sent in you know we, we don't print them as they are we'll 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 change them for for grammar and sort of and often mm, they're, they're wrong, we have to chuck them chuck them down but if you look there's although we get hundreds of letters each issue <clears throat> if you look at the names it's sort of 20, 30 people that, that regularly write good ones. But then there's always, you know, somebody new just writes something and that's really good. Yeah. Uh, and we'll stick it in. Brilliant crayon. Yeah. Is there any particular ones that have been sent in where you read it and just think, that's funny, but we can't print Yeah, it. we're going to get in big shit for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, without, without saying what it is, has there ever been a case <laughs> like that? Oh yeah, there, there, there will have been ones, but um, yeah. I, I think the yeah, the, this this if your first reaction to something is to laugh, and then <laughs> yeah. wins, then you might think about pouring it in. If your first reaction is to wince and then laugh, oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, cause people think that we, we like to shock our readers, and we don't because you know they, they they don't want to be shocked; they, they, they want to be made to laugh. And yeah. you know, if you shock them all the time, they're just going to get fed up with it. Yeah. Um, if you make them laugh all the time, they're just going to want more. I do I like. Want... Oh, mate, sorry. Go in the letters when they people have a conversation over letters. And there was one <laughs> yeah. when uh, Anne Whitaker presented a, a program about prostitution, and someone was saying how much they'd be willing to pay for uh, <laughs> unprotected Anne Whitaker with Anne Whitaker. <laughs> the guys have probably got to fifty quid. And then two letters later, they're thinking about it, I'd probably dropped to forty. Head off to the cash point. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can't remember that one. I've obviously blocked that, <laughs> that one out. Yeah, wisely, he's got Anne Whittaker yeah. and sex in it. He's speaking from experience here, isn't he? The, uh... Are you sure that was in Viz? You, you, that was definitely... I, yeah, I think that's that the Guardian. Hand on heart. That's... <laughs> <laughs> he sent it. No. Um... Yeah. <laughs> With someone like Roger Milley, have, did you ever get any feedback from somebody, let's say somebody like Terry Wogan at all or? It, it was actually Roger Melly was actually based on a bloke Thorpe. What was he called? Was it Rod, somebody Rod, Griffiths? Rod, Rod's Rod, Rod Griffiths was it? Rod Griffiths. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, oh Rod Scott was your mate. It was a a, a, a anchorman at the Tiny T's Television, and Chris went into the canteen one day and heard this very familiar voice swearing and and effing and jeffing. Um, mm. And uh, I thought, oh, that'd be a good character. So it was based on Rod Griffiths. And I think in uh, you know after. He, he, uh, after a few years, they they told Rod Griffiths it was it was based on him, but um, no. So we, we 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 certainly didn't hear from Terry Wogan. Chris was on Wogan once, wasn't he? Where, when well, Wogan do you remember the, the, at I, the end I, of the of the Wogan that Chris was on? He'd drawn a picture of of Terry like a car. He was drawing a cartoon, or they had him draw a cartoon of Terry Wogan, and he'd sort of already produced this cartoon, and he'd drawn the wig flying off his head <laughs> at a height. And they'd said to him, you have to change that. 
And so he tipexed out the the where the wig was flying off and drawn it again underneath. But you could clearly see the the tipex where the where <laughs> being done. It was, it you can was just redraw it. Blatant. Yeah. Um, no, there has been a wig joke talk. here that has been removed. <laughs> I told him that he could he couldn't draw Terry in a wig because you know. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't wear a wig, does he? Sure. Yeah. 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 But have you had much feedback from any other celebrities who you sort of lampooned and how's it gone down? You know, I know Cheggers was famously in that spoof documentary, which made us all laugh. You know, that, that I don't think that was a cartoon, was it? That was um, uh, an was article, just, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very early issue, I think. Um, just in sort of general terms, you know, have you ever heard back or but I, mean, I know in the 90s you guys were probably a lot of, a lot of celebrity orgies and things like that i mean did you ever bump <laughs> into anyone yeah. at the orgies or anything you know? bumping into them at an orgy oh yeah it's dark isn't it sometimes you never know yeah, yeah. No, we, but not really because we we're never we see we're, ne- we're never we were never famous and we never went down london we just we've only ever you know the what the, the comics famous but we're not and so nobody yeah. knows what we are and it's um um, but we, we occasionally get celebrities right to us. We, there's, there's people we we do a lot, uh, we use a lot. Like Chris Packham loves the comic. He's another subscriber. Oh, cool. Uh, Brilliant. And he, he often gets in touch. Uh, and, you know, there, there's other celebrities. I think most celebrities who we we uh, sort of have a go at, just if, if it's sort of having a go at them, they'll just ignore us. But the celebrities we use, uh, we put words into their mouth quite a lot. And, uh, and a lot of them like I was just reading the mini driver, Min's, Eyes, which was all about spies in MI5, and all she was giving <laughs> advice on it. And then Miriam Stoppard was giving people advice on whether yeah. their husbands were really spies or they were just like lying about having an affair. That's yeah, that was quite a good one. Sean Bean turns up in a uh, the photo strip, doesn't he? Oh, he he, he came round the office, didn't he? That was weird day, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not, he, not he was married to a, a Geordie actress, um, Melanie, not Melanie Griffiths. What was she called? Mel Sykes. No, did she do the Boddington advert? Was that the one? No, no. It, it, she was in um, oh God. What was it called? The the um, bread. Oh, okay. She was Aveline in bread. Oh, I know the lady. Yeah, yeah, I know you mean. And, yeah, yeah. I th- is she in Coronation Street now? Right. She okay. She was anyway. Anyway, but it, it, she was married to him. And uh, look at us appealing to the kids here. Look at yeah. this. It's going well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our that's our problem. All our references. It's all uh, it's all stuff from the seventies. And Melanie everybody remembers that now. Yeah. Well, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's just. It's like whenever you have a, you, you think of a joke, you go, "Oh, do you remember that film?" And you mention it to someone younger, and they go, "Never watched that." And you just a yeah. little bit of you just dies uh, inside. Yeah. Yeah. My God. <laughs> Yeah, we're obviously big fans of um, ever decreasing circles with Richard Bryce and Penelope Wilton. So <laughs> anything that uh, you can do around that, yeah. People go on about that. I, ne- I never really um, didn't get I, that one. Got that? No, I'm no, a I fan of. I, um, I found Richard Bryce's character too annoying. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. I quite like the other half with Lorraine Chase and John Standing as well. That was another classic series. Sir John oh. Standing is, is he, he sir now? Is he? Oh, nice. I think he was. I think he's like a. An inherited baronet or something, isn't he? Oh, he's in a wow. he's in a sitcom with Lorraine Chase. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we went to see a, a sitcom being uh, filmed once. It was and it Jesus. was a, a, a pilot that never made it. It was called. It was all about a pier, wasn't it? And it was it, called. Pier, it sticks yeah. out half a mile. There, it sticks out half a mile. Yeah, that was the name of the sitcom. There are two. There's 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 it sticks out half a mile, and then. I think they must have got the set that was all that's failed. So they got the same script and changed the name at the top and it was called High and Dry, I think. 
Really? And they had Bernard Cribbins no, that... in it, and they filmed it at, at uh, Yorkshire Telly in Leeds. And it was ah. dreadful. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, at the start of this, I never written. thought it would go here. Yeah. No. You know. Bizarrely, no. it had been tell written us, by Tell the... us at which point you regret asking us on. <laughs> <laughs> it had been written by the by the two officers of It Ain't Half Hopman. Uh, Michael Knowles and whatever the old the old. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They, in, they'd written it. In terms so, of, I mean, Viz is like. Let's the, move the, back off that. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. go back to top <laughs> well, of well, no, no, well, no. In, in terms <laughs> of like the references and stuff, there's a lot of topical stuff that happens with like you know celebrities that are in the current news yeah. and you know current events. You know, how important is it for you guys for the comic and the articles and everything to sort of stay? In some way, tapped into what's happening. I mean, do you go to the BBC News and think, right, that's fucking. Or you're just watching repeats of the good life at your drawing board. And just... <laughs> I, I know, I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's a, it's a bit difficult because all our readers are sort of of a certain age. You know, the sort of the, the, the demographic is sort of between forty and fifty-five. Is and uh, it's probably a bit older now. Young so, people, yeah, <laughs> younger than us anyway. I'm sixty. <laughs> Um, so we've we've got a sort of you know I don't want to live in the past, but we've we've got to sort of make you know references that they'll know. But then again, you know it's twenty twenty two, and we was it twenty twenty three? Yeah, twenty twenty three, and we want to you know, but then we don't want to be the kind of people that just stick in you know a, a name of some you know hmm. K pop artist, yeah. put in fucking Lizzo or, or something, and it just yeah, jumps out, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the kids. Yeah, Books Fizz, one of the modern groups. Yeah, the modern <laughs> group, like, Books Fizz. Lizzo could quite easily fit in with uh, Tracy and Sandra. Yeah, she could. We, we we often joke about Lizzo on here. She makes us do things. That's it's, not only, it's only happened in the past couple of weeks, gents. This, this isn't. It's not a regular thing. <laughs> no, she was on the Glastonbury, wasn't she? I, I, that's I, it. I'm playing a flute. I know you're a fan. Oh, she's very yeah. good. Played the flute. Yeah. <laughs> Have you banana insight? See, Have you seen I, that I, man? I, on... I thought we were on the tracks again, and we went. Does this mean Shea Hawk again? No, it's not going to go. Yeah. So, are you are you still? Are you would you say because it's very Geordie centric, isn't it? What you do? I know uh, Simon. Are you are you from up that way? Are you or? Oh, no, I'm from uh, West Yorkshire. From oh Yorkshire. right, okay. So you're not yeah. you're not in Jesmond still, is it? <clears throat> Oh no, uh, we've not been in Jesmond for ages, have we? We, we, I mean, uh... we still live up here. I mean, I'm from yeah. Nottingham originally, and. Uh... I say Thorpe is from from West Yorkshire. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't mentioned that earlier. Surprised yeah, he's Yorkshire. Yeah. Um, I'm just sat here judging everything else. We're still up else. in the north east, <laughs> and, uh, and I live on the coast in, in, in Newcastle, so uh, we're still up here. But uh, I, I don't know about a, a Geordie sense of humour. I mean, it's, it's certainly a Geordie dialect. Yeah, um, you you have to yeah, read it sometimes yeah. in a dialect, don't you? Like yeah, the sexist um, and these sort of people. Yeah, totally yeah. the sexist. Obviously, because Chris and Simon, where they started it, were, were from it, and they sort of did it in their own dialect. But I don't know about a Geordie sense of humour. So probably a British sense of humour, but uh, yeah. in a dialect. But yeah. um, have you ever been asked to go on the TV series Geordie Shore at all? Or <laughs> uh, surprisingly, no. But I think I would. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd watch that. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go on Geordie Shore. Definitely. <laughs> oh, if, 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 the, if the producers of it are listening to this, you know, don't. Waste that email. Not going on. Bobby no. Hagen's a big fan and, of the show. And what are you doing listening to this? Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. shouldn't you be out tashing on or whatever they do what? in that show? <laughs> what the fuck is tashing on? No, I I'm not. No, I, 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 why am I asking? Oh dear. 
we, we just quickly v, we 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 very much enjoyed that doc that 1990s mm. documentary yeah. which was a a big spoof of the uh the journalist whose main thing was to come in and give you some shit for being so rude in a comic and then three quarters of the way through he does a fart and you all become friends because he's <laughs> yeah, just fucking genius I, we really enjoyed that, that bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you the four of you are sitting in i think that you're sitting in an office in i think it's the jesmond office and at one point, there's a shot out the window, and you can see that there's a gold Ford Sierra parked outside. And I'm guessing that's one of your cars. So we discussed no. it earlier. Did you ever own a, for, a gold Ford Sierra? No. Oh, no. I would, I would assume at that point, if we, we would have had, because there was a, a um, it was Limos. new Golfs, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bought, it was very dull, wasn't it? We all bought the We've never had the trappings of sort of pop stardom and things. Really. So Simon bought <laughs> he, he he bought a Mini Cooper, and then he bought another Mini Cooper and another one, and he I think he ended up with eleven cars. Fucking hell! But, wow. but he didn't have anywhere to keep them. So they so anybody he knew who had a garage, he he says, "Can I stick one of my <laughs> Mini Coopers in your garage?" And so he had he, cool. had he had eleven at one point. I mean, people I, maybe don't know how massive was you know i mean it was you and loaded were kind of the two iconic magazines i mean yeah people i know people who say there's a there's a mum there's a mum i know who says for now for but she doesn't have a comprehension that it comes from viz right. when you you know in the 90s it was it was so massive i mean massive we, did you just sleep on beds of fivers and stuff like that was it like yeah. real madness or we i mean chris no, i mean go for me well chris had had sort of the rights didn't he he, he yeah. sort of held on to to the uh he he was the one who dealt with the the finances from the publishers, and we were sort of employed by Chris. I think right. you know what Bobby's trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the Jack Kirby of Viz. Yeah. <laughs> How has the industry sort of like? Because it's I mean, just in the past couple of years, the just the publishing industry in general has just changed massively. Mm. You know what what's it what been like for you seeing like you know the, the steady rise and fall, and you know what are the reader rates like at the moment? Our our sort of sales are pretty they're, they're steady now i mean yeah. if, if you look at a graph of uh of our sales it, it's like uh bacteria growing in a petri dish <laughs> in the, it's sort of you, this this slow start and then suddenly they're growing like mad and they reach a peak and then they start to fall you know where they, they sort of poison their own agar jelly or whatever so you um, can't take the scientist yeah, out no, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> You can take me out of the lab, but you can't take the lab out of me. And uh, <laughs> our, our sales in the sort of early 90s were, I think one issue or two issues sold 1.25 million, which is like one in 50 people in the country was buying it, which is absolutely, absolutely mad. And we That's knew that going fast. And yeah. we didn't realise it would fall so quickly as it, you know, <laughs> you know from great heights. Um, and, and so it fell pretty quickly. And we're all sort of thinking, oh, shit, we're, we're going to hit the ground in about... 2002 2003 but around about 2000 it just steadied out and we and, and it's been pretty much the same now uh, for, for for the last 15 um 20 years we, we've we've had very very similar sales mm. things yeah Meanwhile, the, the advertising has gone through the floor because you, as you you'll you all know you, you can't sell adverts in in sort of paper magazines these days the art is full now to print advertising and we've always been a difficult thing to um to sell adverts in very you know with nobody with with any reputation has wanted to sort of 
um, advertising that comic simply because they don't know what it's going to, what their advert's going to be opposite. Mm. It's bizarre oh, okay. thinking about it. They, you remember the the uh, Sega ads that used to run, and they yeah. were hand drawn by Viz, and like but they, so we didn't draw them. Somebody else, right? Okay, yeah, they must have had somebody to draw them. Yeah. In your That's, style, yeah. That was like you think of the kind of the corporate world we live in now. Like the idea of someone doing that, uh, a couple, a multinational doing that is insane. They would never no, do it. It, it, it is. There was, one, there was an advert for the Nissan Micra, wasn't yes. there? Where they drew it like a like a Buster Gonad testicle with all yeah. hairs sticking out of it. Well, <laughs> and but, that, but that was when we were selling one point two five million. Yeah, and they, right. You know, they couldn't not advertise because you know somebody else would. have. But as soon as we sales start to drop. Uh, all the advertisers just fled, and there's just no advertisers out there now. And you know, that's just... our um, sort of the the economic model that the publishers went with. Like a normal magazine, like a glossy magazine, they they would make a lot of their money from advertising, or like mm. the majority of the money that came in, or the advertising money would pay for the fancy production and and sort of newsstand sales wouldn't account for a lot of of the where yeah the, you, you see some magazines and you get from. you get you're 30 pages in before the magazine starts sometimes with yeah some yeah and, and we were we were always that the, our our money was made from newsstand sales rather than advertising so even if all the advertising had gone the the income wasn't wasn't that really affected okay. very much i don't think i mean possibly okay. for the for the publisher it was but not not really at all. oh yeah the, the, the advertising was the icing on the publisher's cake wasn't it yeah we, right we don't we still don't get any of that well 10 percent of the advertising money but it's i don't know what it is now it can't be much well, i mean the thing, the thing is with your model as well because a lot of the people we deal with on here have just a sort of comic sh- comic shop what they call the direct market comic shop model but mm. thing for yeah. you guys i never see your stuff in a comic shop i always see it in double eight smiths at the services or you know yeah. the, the local agent. news agent you yeah. know yeah. yeah that's the good thing about it i think that's why it's kept steady me. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it'd be nice to be in comic shops as well. I mean, it's uh, the, the, the certain places won't won't take it. I know a lot of the, this. There's certain retros. Retros that right. doesn't surprise yeah. me. I don't think M and S sell it in their magazines. You know, there's there's the, lots of places won't take it. Um, and, why, and why do you think that is, Graham? Just, I mean, that's the question to be asked, I suppose. Now, isn't it? Crude. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I've got my yeah. potato dauphinois and a magazine of <laughs> artichokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been in some news agents where they they put it on the top shelf. This. Yeah, it's in my yeah, local news do. agents on the top I shelf think, and yeah, yeah. Smith. Yeah. And, and, and the annual, the, the uh, uh, certain supermarkets take it, uh, but the insistence. <laughs> So as nobody can sort of flick through it. Um, although we were pulled out of a supermarket a couple of years ago, when somebody complained about what was on the back, it was uh, was it a Jimmy Savile plate or something? Wasn't it? it was a, God, a water, <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's it's all it's a plate of all these celebrities saying, "I never really knew Sir Jimmy." It's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had black, yeah. Plate of all black the marks over the eyes. <laughs> and uh, this was on the back of an annual, and somebody. Uh, Somebody complained, and, and it was only one. Complain, and they whipped them all off the show. One complaint, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. they're so worried these days, aren't they, about yeah. everything? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get the odd letter on here. Yeah. You'd be surprised to hear. But yeah. if if independent comic shops did want to stock it, you know, how would they go about doing that? You know, because we've got a few. Like, there's a few independent comic book shops that actually play this show in their shop. What are you doing, you mad bastards? <laughs> um, you know, is that something they have to go through a website or find? You know, is there a certain way to do that? I would assume you just phone the publishers and, yeah. and, and ask for the stock it. 
Yeah, no absolutely. Way. I'm sure yeah. they'll, you know, I mean, the publishers deal with fulfillment houses, I think, where, you know, you get distributors actually mm. taking the, the publishers mm. don't stick them in the car and drive them around the shop. <laughs> but they'll, they'll certainly get in touch with the distributors and say, add these people on. Um, so, yeah, if they just drop the publishers a line, if they want to, uh, if they want to, to stock it, and I'm sure there's probably actually in the issue, there's probably a, a, a number or something, isn't there? In the in the credits, yeah, for yeah but there's distribution. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you never know who from Viz is listening, folks, because like we just sent the email out and didn't think we were going to get anywhere. Yeah, and now here we are talking yeah. about yeah. fat slags. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fat slags in space. If, if they definitely want an answer uh, and they don't want to get lost, just send it to Angela at Viz. That's my wife, and she she does all the admin, and she'll punt it on to the right people. Awesome! You're quite active on social media as well, guys, aren't you? you you've got the Facebook page, which is very active. You got, you know, we always we're always retweeting top tips and stuff like that that goes out on Twitter, the or X as it's called. Yeah, yeah. You know, is, is that is that something you sort of you? I mean, you don't seem to chase it, but it is a nice little presence, like a giggle. Mm, yeah, you know? I, I remember them saying uh, uh, like not that long ago that on Facebook said if if you if you get whatever it was, 50,000 followers on Facebook, you know, that's, that's, you know, that'll make you a living sort of thing. And we've never made a penny from it. We've, I don't know how many we've got like 600,000 on Facebook and 300,000 on Twitter. And it, none of it has ever made a single penny. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd thing. We, we, a few years ago, we, uh, or th- th- say we, Thorpey, started putting stuff, postings on the website and driving traffic to our website. And it went absolutely mad. We had like hundreds of thousands of uh, visits to our website, but we couldn't sell adverts on it. Nobody would buy adverts on our website. Um, and we Somebody had all... says that we were a toxic environment. Yeah, it's called oh, a toxic off. environment. So yeah. a leading uh, toxic environment. <laughs> so we've given up trying to monetize... Um, uh, Facebook and Twitter and our website. In fact, and we just we just yeah. just directed towards subscriptions. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's easy to subscribe. I mean, it's, yeah. and you've got a great deal for subscriptions. It's only like three quid an issue, which these days, man, that's nothing. That is nothing. Yeah, not bad, is it? It's all right. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really good. It's really good. The thing the thing is, I always think about Viz. Is if I sat in a like a really rough pub and read a Batman comic, I'd probably end up getting punched in the face yeah. but if i sat there and if i sat there and read a viz the maddest person in there would come over and go i used to fucking love viz yeah. and he'd probably be my best mate for the rest of the night yeah I mean, that's that that's kind you'd of be, where you'd I be the safest person in the pub <laughs> yeah yeah is that go, still do you remember going, buster gonad yeah, yeah you better you get a bit of that i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably I'm, I'm just wondering yeah. whether that's a, a, an insult or, a, or a... no i think it's great man yeah yeah yeah, yeah compliment or an insult yeah. uh, take it as i'll take it as a compliment, yeah, it's a compliment. I, I, yeah. I know exactly what you mean yeah mm. yeah yeah we had someone on the on our slack group the other day he said um he said he'd never read it and he's he's a fairly young guy and he said he read it and he says it says there's loads in there it's yeah, pretty yeah. you know it takes you a while to read it you i mean a normal 22 page superhero comic if you want is like Probably pretty much four quid. Uh, don't get me fucking started. And we we know about it all the time. <laughs> and it will take you like yeah seven minutes to read. But Vizzy's are like a that's a long shit, isn't it? You know, <laughs> with the arches <laughs> and stuff, it's great. Yeah, we should have it's, that as the strapline on that. Long shit. <laughs> long long shit. Shit. But yeah. it's the best thing to leave in the loo, isn't it? Yeah, because well, you know it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one, I think you printed the letter from the uh, Her Majesty's Prison Service, and it said. Uh, 
like we're not going to be able to take your magazine on. <laughs> and it's right. like Viz, the magazine they can't give away in prison. Yeah, <laughs> somebody, somebody from the, the probationary service said, uh, said, can you provide us with comics that, so that we can put in the waiting rooms of our office, the, the, wherever it was. So as people who are sort of visiting, I don't know if it's probationary, so it might be the prison service. People yeah. visiting prisoners can read something while they're waiting to go inside. And so we said, yeah, why not? We For about 12 months, we sent them comics. And then we got a letter from them saying, uh, we, we, you know, please stop sending them. We can't make use of them anymore. <laughs> and that's when we put that on the... On the that's such a great tag. Amazing. It's just brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> it's I really think when... Go on, to book sign the other year, this, this, just going back a couple of things, because uh, years and years ago when we did book signage, you'd get young people coming up wanting to bike for themselves. And then a few years later, they'd... They'd buy this always for me dad, and you think, all right, fair enough. And then a couple of years ago, it started, they were buying it for their granddads, you know. And we had somebody at um, uh, a book signing last year who was buying it for, for somebody who was dead. They were buying it for their <laughs> granddad who died the year before, and they bought him every year, and they just couldn't bear to not buy it. <laughs> That's a good model for yeah. you, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite sad, but yeah, money's money, money, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I say one character that seems to really kind of come into their own recent. Well, it's kind of it's a new character. Is uh, the Daily Mail? Oh, I love kind of, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm in a Viz group on Facebook, and there's a lot of them that love that because it's just it absolutely keys into some of the the. Is he going about wanting to pull off those stop oil protesters? Yeah. Going about wanting to pull them off. Oh, genius. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's written, we we don't actually write that. That's written by a bloke called Barney Farmer, who used right. to, used to be a journalist, and uh, I think he's sort of a, a full time writer now. And he, he he collaborates with Lee Healy, who draws that you know the Drunken Bakers and yeah yeah Kieran. We're we're like fans that. of the Drunken Bakers. Yeah. Drunken Bakers. Like they they themselves all the they're, time. they're very they're very much Marmite. They are people love them. All right. right. Yeah. It's kind of just how much more degenerate that can they get? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. It's always the answer is always more. <laughs> there, there's one went out. We put one to press on last Friday and wait till you see the drunken bakers in that. Oh, good. That'll be through my door it's soon. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you guys got favourites? Then perhaps ones that you don't yourselves make. Is there any favourites mm. you've got? No, all my favourites are mine. <laughs> well, which, were, which ones are they then, Graham? I, I like Spawny Get and I like Thermoso Flask. I, I yeah. <laughs> so when he keeps on getting wanked off by prostitutes when he gets... Well, given, he can't help it. He's he can't help it, it. yeah. <laughs> he gets a tenant to go and get some shopping. <laughs> and, and I, well, every time it, every time we do one, we'll get a few letters saying, yeah, I, I get it, but why is he dressed as a flask? <laughs> Um, and I can't really explain why he's dressed as a flask. Really. No need to, is there? No. No. For, no. for a similitude, that's what you're doing. Well, yeah. I've come you're to think of it, that's his met. name as well, isn't it? It's a nice name. They're cool, can't they? I mean, if, you're, if you were called O'Flask, uh, you wouldn't name your kid Thermos, would you? Make him wear a, a cup <laughs> for a hat. Yeah. And a long tartan sort of... <laughs> yeah, what about what about you, Simon? Who, who, you got any favourites? Or... Um, no, I don't like any of it, really. Yeah. I would say um, uh, Mrs. Brady, I think, is probably my yeah. favourite. So I, I, like doing, you know, I, I just I did miss, miss Mrs. Brady last week when she goes up in a hot air balloon, or her and Dolly go in a hot air balloon. That was good fun. 
Uh, I like about Mrs. What... Brady is she's her face is kind of she's gone a bit sort of it's gone really extreme all the sort of spikes and the hat yeah. and everything it's just gone a bit crazy compared to what yeah. people she used to remember it, you, know? the, you can't draw from the side <laughs> well I try but you can't do from the side it doesn't make any sense all that, there's all stuff down the sides and then bits sticking out so for context um, for the listeners who haven't read what is Mrs. Brady well, it's, it, it's sort of, there's two of them, really. There's Mrs. Brady, old lady, and um, and she has a friend called Dolly Earnshaw, who, uh, and, and they just, they just, they go to the shops, they drink tea, and just chunter on, really. It's it's like a... Have you ever become on. attracted to them in any way, Simon? Sorry? Have you ever become <laughs> attracted to them? I've, I've drawn them in, in um, uh, compromising positions. Yeah. I think she's... <laughs> Dolly did you draw from life, or? I think, it, I think the question is, did you enjoy doing that? <laughs> Possibly more than I should have done. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you use Are life you, drawing? I was about to say, is there reference? <laughs> um. I can remember one where they go to uh, get some. They're not feeling well, so they go to get some drugs, and they think they've seen uh, Dr. Shakraborty, but he's actually gone and see like a drug dealer, and he's like, "What's your fucking game?" And he takes all <laughs> their money, and he shoots them up with heroin. <laughs> and they're they're sort of like I don't remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think you might have had a dream there. No. I think I've almost got encyclopedic knowledge of this. It's... Yeah, it's <laughs> a Brady one though is where they get a, a, a dog and it's called Two Girls One Pup, and it's, yeah. it's as horrible as you as you can imagine. Somebody... You, felt, you felt quite sick drawing it, didn't no, you? Somebody said somebody said that they'd they'd read it and been sick. Cartoon, really, and that's that's like a terrible thing, but it's also rather rather wonderful. No, the strap line. That's a badge of honour, isn't it? Yeah, it it was two pages, and and they were sort of falling in the in the 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 dog foulage, and and uh, and and teeth were falling out, and all sorts. It was, uh, that was a, a cracking piece of work. I thought that. <laughs> I, I, I always look at I look at some of the titles of your kind of like often like one off stories as well, and think just just clearly you having a laugh making up a name. One one I remember the other day was Max's Laxative Saxophone Taxi. What the yes. fuck? Yeah. yeah, come on, brilliant. Well, our yeah. quiz, um, Whitley we Baywatch, actually, we actually <laughs> did, did, which was Viz or Jizz. That's how sure we are on this show. <laughs> um, we had to guess the real but, titles compared to the ones that were just alone and it was quite yeah. a difficult quiz really difficult yeah. yeah dan made it up and we had a competition on here uh viz or jizz people lied down the slack group didn't they yeah the title yeah. that yeah go on then go on try us out let me see if i can, let me see if <laughs> i can dig got? it up oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we can't get it up it's going to be bad isn't it i mean uh... <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're knocking on. We, we well, you know, lots of things I uh, I can't remember these days. Yeah. I mean, we, we did a we did a, a, a Mister Logic once and uh, a couple of years ago, and it ended up where he was uh, he was destitute and he and he got a sign up saying and it was effectively we'll work for food, but in his great big logical thing whatever. And somebody wrote in said, Ooh, "You did that punchline twenty five years ago." And, <laughs> you know, you know, Comic collectors, mate, they're all weird. Isn't like, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, the character Mister Logic invites that kind of. Oh, I love him. You, though, you had him on it? the "I'm a celebrity" thing. It's just fucking genius. Someone rings him up as their their lifeline. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Yeah. Do you want me to well, go through a couple of these uh, Viz quiz? Yeah, 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 go on. Oh, okay. my God. Yeah, yeah go on. You'll probably get, you'll probably so get Viz or Jizz. You have to yeah. ask it's Viz yeah. or it's Jizz. Uh, Reverend Ramsden's Ringpiece Cathedral. Oh, that's Viz. Yeah. Got that on my wall. It's on my wall. Uh, I couldn't uh, believe that one. <laughs> uh, arse, arse Farm. 
Yeah, that's Viz. I think that's Viz, isn't it? Yeah. Tracy's Turbo Tits. No. No, can't remember that. Yeah. Vidal Baboon. Who? Vidal Baboon. I think it was like one of Barney Farms. Yeah. Four for four so far. Stalin on the corner watching the girls go by. No, but we'll have it. That's a Viz. Was that one of ours? Yeah. Oh, God. A strip about Joseph Stalin attempting to pick up women with a series of increasingly ridiculous chat lines. Most of the women are horrified, but when he finally meets one who's attracted to communist dictators, she goes home with Chairman Mao. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next, we've got uh, Knobs Alive. No. Don't ring any bells, that No. No. Uh, i got Camberwick Greggs. Yes. Yes, that was yeah. Bonnie Farmer. Yeah, yeah. uh, Wayne King, Ranking Wonder. I'm going to say no. No. Oh, no, you're good. good. Outcome yeah, Stanley. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Stanley. Yeah. And finally, the, the scaffolders of the bastards. Oh, yeah, that was one of Dave. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The other thing we haven't mentioned is the Profanosaurus as well, which we love. Yeah. Um, right. we, we often quote Profanosaurus probably five or six times in the last year on this show. But uh, so, did you want to explain to people who haven't, who don't really know what that is, what it is, guys? Or Yeah, it's. it's, it's it's a swearing dictionary. I'll, I'll, I'll let Thorpey talk because he, he sort of he compiles a profanosaurus. Oh, but cool. it, it started years ago when um, uh, the, the publisher wanted to boost sales. They could see sales going down a bit, and he, think, well, he thought, "Oh, we need to give something away on the uh, on the comic." So he said to us, "You know, we need to give something away, but it's got to be fairly small so it doesn't cover too much of the comic. It's got to be flat, and it's got to be cheap to produce." And so we said, right, well, let's give away a, a, a slice of processed cheese. And, um, and he says, all right, then we will. And he, he looked into it, and apparently we couldn't do it because if we did, if we stapled a slice of processed cheese to the cover, we'd have to put the comic in the fridge. To, uh, <laughs> it would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would be brilliant. It would be bad for sales because people aren't going to look in a fridge for this. They're just not, you know. And so we, we gave away this swearing dictionary, and we thought, you know, do we – do we know like a hundred swear words, you know, for a little, little sort of booklet? Um, and we 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 did. We got a hundred swear words together. I think I got mine from you guys at Huntington Beach. I think you gave it away, didn't you? In a oh, we yeah, we had a sort of a, a printed one, didn't we? I've got yeah, one. yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we were looking at some of them, own and, and it's you know people send in euphemisms and 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 you know sweary things now i mean I, d I don't think a lot of them are used in in actual real life are they it's parlance no. i like to think so it's, was it bum carpet luxuriant deep pile region of winnety hair cultivated around the gammon ring that was one of my favorites one of my favorites <laughs> the, the the noise uh like when you've got diarrhea and it was um somebody to eat sounds like donald duck being waterboarded by the cia <laughs> the other one I like was uh, one I read today was uh, screenshot, which is when you cough and fart at the same time. Like you have to press both buttons. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's bigger than what is it? Is it bigger than Moby Dick now? Or something that you know, words wise, it's it's oh. enormous. It's all oh, right. Yeah, but it's what those words are, isn't it? It's not yeah. that. <laughs> so, know, yeah, a book isn't good because it's got lots of words in Thorpe. It is. There's a good one, the ship pump, which is the television. And we, 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 we yeah. all refer to the television in our house now as the ship pump. Put the ship pump on. Yeah, the ship pump. But we, how, I, the last time we, we, we 
had access to statistics. I think the Oxford English Dictionary had us as a citation, didn't they? For was it thirty? Yeah. 30 different words. Wow. Yes, the, the first yeah. the first usage of these words in, yeah. in the English language. So get that. Yeah. <laughs> but this has been full of little moments you guys must have pinched yourself. Like when you got the, the TV cartoons and, uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things. Of how, you know, There's been a movie about the Fat Slags. I know you don't oh, particularly like that one, but, yeah. But, uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah there's, a lot of, there's a lot of pinch me it, moments, yeah. aren't there, where you think, like, when you were you guys on Jonathan Ross? Yeah, years, years, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, me and Chris were, weren't we? Years, a hundred years ago, whenever it was. He almost tried to give you a bit of a hard time about it being so rude, didn't he, at one point? And you just sort of laughed it off. I, I watched it the other day. It's on. I found it on YouTube. Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I, I probably haven't seen it since the, the, the day it was out. Uh, was it live? Was it live, Thorpe? Well, it was, well, it was it? live, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, what was he called? Was on. Um, Steve Naive was the band, but I can't remember who else was uh, on. Right. Mr. Uh, Monge, too, the Bogoette things. Yes, he was on. Yeah. And he, he had a, a, a 78 record, didn't he, or something as yeah. well. But, uh, yeah. And that was on that the ship that that pump, bit. was it? Memorable TV <laughs> on the ship <laughs> pump. In the, in the yeah, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. 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 Um, but the, the, the film... To, to get back to the subject of the film, um, that was John Brown, the publisher, and he lived next door to um, to Ruby Wax, and it was Ruby Wax's husband who was going to direct the film, Ed By. And uh, and they, they had this script that had been written. What, what had he written? The, the, the bloke. He'd written the twins. Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? <laughs> wow. DeVito, yeah. And he'd written this film, and he says he's written this, uh, this Fat Sags film. And he's and uh, and and we were saying, oh, this this is a this sounds like a terrible idea. And he says, well, they're just <laughs> what was he said? They're just women looking for love. Yeah, something. he says, you know, I know they they eat and they drink and they're promiscuous. He says, but they're just like all of us. They're just looking for love. And we said, no, will they're not? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Newcastle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like the fucking Terminator. You know, they, 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 <laughs> And he got it completely wrong. And... and they and they had this this script, and Ed By says he says don't worry. He says and he, and he got the script didn't he? and he put a line through it. He says well I'm not going to do that. Won't do that. Won't do that. And then they must have, you know, Don't they me. went away. And then they did it all apparently. But we haven't seen it, have we? So, but it's got I've never terrible it. uh, no. terrible reviews. So no, I'm assuming it, yeah. it's terrible. It's got Eamon Holmes in it amongst the. Oh things. my Mark God. Quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've described something as my fat slags moment because I, I started working in Cardiff about three or four years ago. My first day down there, I walked out of the hotel they put me up in and walked. This was like Friday afternoon, like two o'clock, and walked to the building I was working in. And there was a rather large lady leaning against the hotel wall doing a wee, and it was like a waterfall coming down. And I still refer to that now as my Cardiff fat slags moment. Yeah, so it still gets used, isn't it? All these things, like Mrs. Brady, little old lady, you hear that quoted all the time. People don't know where it's from, do they? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Viz is almost like um, it's a long-running comic that's also like a it's a hidden gem. I mean, I, I know you talk about your readership um, being of a certain age, but it's also down to the fact that like lots of people aren't quite sure what it is or they think it's a certain thing. But when they read it, like a lot of our listeners on the Slack and stuff, and they pick it up and just think, this is fucking genius, Yeah, a lot of the stuff that's that's in it. I mean, what does the future for you guys, what do, what do you think the future holds for Viz in terms of like you know what's, what's coming next and 
getting new readers or, or keeping hold of the current ones. Because you're doing the Lakes Festival, aren't you, as well mm-hmm. soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do the, the Lakes Festival. Um, I'd, I'd, getting new readers, that'd be great. I mean, that's obviously the key to it because, yeah. you know, our readers are, are dying. Because um, you know, <laughs> you're not available digitally, are you? You can't read it digitally. You can. You can. You can. Oh, right. you can. Uh, we don't know um, how, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's available as a, but I think Amazon have stopped doing digital magazines or something. Or, but but our publishers will sell you one, oh, like as a PDF yeah, sort of thing. You get on yeah. Z- okay. Zinio, I think you get on Zinio things like that. Zinio, but, you can. Yeah, but I don't think we sell an awful lot of digital ones, but you know, quite a few abroad. I think a lot of the, the our abroad subscriptions are digital. Mm. Yeah. But as as for yeah, we'll we'll just keep doing it as 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 long as we can. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice to sort of get other people in to sort of, you know, and then yeah. we can step back very slowly. Because I know we talked about this before, you came, before we were to press the record, but we've got a lot of listeners um, and pals of ours who are comic creators, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of us on here make sort of, you know, quite humorous underground-y kind of comics as well. You know, if you're going to submit to you, do you have you got an open submissions policy or how does it work? Absolutely. Yeah, just, yeah. Again, just, just send them to Angela at this. Uh, right. UK, um, and then she she'll get everything uh, to to me uh, and and Dorpy to look at. Um, I mean, what we really want is people who can write and draw. You know, because because yeah. me and Dorpy write most of the stuff, and then we'll draw our own bits, and we'll send other scripts to other uh, contributors to to draw up. But then you've got people like Barney and Lee who write the Drunken Bakers and uh, a Mail Online, and you know that they, they can write and draw, and and that, you know that that's great because then there's there's a couple of pages, three pages an issue that we don't have to worry about. Um, David Jones. David Jones is another one who writes and draws. Um, And, and, you know, we have got other cartoonists, I've not named them all, but, uh, yeah, so if if there's cartoonists and or writers, you know, you don't have to Mm. both. It's good if you can. You'd rather if it was either somebody who can do both or a writer-artist team that submits to you, I guess. You you don't go looking for artists for writers or, you know, vice versa. No, but I don't don't want to put put artists off from writing in, you know, because if somebody could... We've had a a few people who, you know, don't write their own stuff, but, you know, send... They can draw. Uh, And if if it's a style that that we like and we can think of a joke that that works with it or a a type of story, then, yeah, we're, we're, we're always up for, you know getting new people on board what about like the pro stuff like the articles because like when i read the annual like this i i one of the things i think when i stop laughing at like all the like the fake articles and stuff is there's a lot of work here there's a lot of yeah. words there's a there's yeah. a lot that's being gone into it's like it. journalism there in a way isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um you know how does that process work and like do you have other writers come in to do those sort of things yeah, we write a lot of it. Main thought we write a lot of it ourselves, but yeah, again, it's like cartoonists. There are a lot of um, writers as well that uh, that, that do features. Um, people who don't, you know, and they very occasionally do scripts for for our cartoons as well. But um, yeah, there's uh, I'm Barney because he was a proper journalist, wasn't he, Barney? So Barney, he's... Used to, yeah, Barney was a, a former journalist. He, uh, Barney, who writes the the Mail Online and the Drunken Bakers, he, he was a journalist, and he's he's recently started writing articles, and he, he could do it because he, he's dead funny and he knows how to write in a journalistic. Yeah, type. there's that yeah. style to them in there. There really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that punchy paragraph and, style. Yeah. yeah, and another bloke, Tom Ellen, who's um, who lives in Greece now. He's living in France now. He lives in Greece, um, and he's a, a journalist. He's a magazine journalist. 
Um, and 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 he's dead funny, and he can do it. And you know, and he, the, he, he writes romance novels as well, doesn't he? Does, yeah. <laughs> oh, he does. Genuinely, he does. Genuinely does. Yeah. Is it really you, Simon? It's not. No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've met him. I have met Tom Allen a few times. I can guarantee it's it's exist. Yeah. <laughs> Different romance novels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, because so, the... people people that haven't read it, a comic strip is is a packed page. You know, it's not yes, like four dense. panels on a page. Yeah. It's like thirty panels on a page, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Do we do we have the record for the most panels on a page? Do you think? Could because be in the UK comics. We, yeah. We, go, we yeah. go for five lines on a page and four yeah. or five frames per line. So yeah. Mm. It's usually, I mean, my cartoons are usually between twenty and twenty-five on a page. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you um both um pen and ink? Have you moved to digital or is it still original artwork? No, do? we've uh, well, I've, I've, I'm drawn on a Cintiq. We got. Nice. Uh, Look at you. Yeah, we yeah. we actually got given Cintiqs, which was we, when we were in America. Yes. We met the bloke from Wacom. Oh, they were there. They had a stand, didn't they? At that thing. Yeah. 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 I think they're, they're there is everyone. I think they go to every uh, um, NCS uh, convention thing. But yeah, they, they gave us Cintiqs and 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 said, "Will you will you influence or really influence?" So hell yeah, <laughs> we should probably yeah. do that now. Five. Buy Cintiqs. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. You've covered it. That's all right. Yeah, well, that's might get sent yeah. another one now. <laughs> is that is like moving to like digital art and stuff? Is that completely like sped up the process for you? Well, what it does is it it means that you in the olden days we draw we 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 bought a load of. Um, Gillot 303 nibs because we really like those and we and we we assumed that they would stop making them because nobody would want them so we thought we'll buy a lifetime supply and so we said i can't remember how much it cost but it was thousands of pounds and we we assumed that a lorry would pull up with a you know with a, 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 a dumper truck and tumble all these and it was like a shoebox full of these <laughs> nibs and uh, but we've still got plenty of those if anybody wants some either <laughs> uh, but it, it's 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 the the fact that when you've drawn your cartoon with a nib you've then got to rub out the pencil without smearing it all and then you've got to scan it in and then clean it up because it doesn't scan nicely and everything mm. and, and you guys uh, are on a deadline aren't you as well you'd, yeah. you'd think you think it would speed the process up but i think it, it, it sometimes slows it down because when, when you're drawing you draw again you do a line and if it's not perfect you think well you know, I've got to wait for that to dry and then tipex it out and then draw it in again. Ah, it's all right, and you'll leave it. Whereas on on a on a Cintiq, you just do Apple Z and it disappears, and you draw mm -hmm. it again. It's not right, Apple Z, and you can be Apple Zing like that till you get this thing yeah. right. Not only does it speed the thing up, it means every line on your on your drawing is as near perfect as it can get, and and it, it sort of takes a. Do you you ooh, if you like talking? About this. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. But I, th I think the but other so, thing. But if you let me finish, and so I don't. You see, I've stopped doing Apple Z. Uh, I, I can only allow myself one Apple Z per line. Mm. <laughs> per it's, line. It's Just say no. Okay. Yeah. But the, but the other thing is, I think because if you look at if you look at uh, the olden days, and you look at cartoonists who draw with with a pen and ink, and you're drawing like a frame that's whatever it is, you know three or four inches high um i think as you get older you get less and less able to do it that small because your, your eyes are failing and your and your hands are failing and everything you need um, the toilet cintiq, the on a cintiq 
it's like you, you can draw it this big and you and you know you can you can you can put big moves in and uh, you look at look at ken reed cartoons as he as he was getting old and 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 ancient and and they're they're, they're nowhere near as nice as, as the ones that he did earlier and i think it's because it's too small and your hands are all cramped up and everything yeah I can Im- only imagine him working for Viz. I think if, if, if they can make a screen big enough, we'll be able to keep going. <laughs> we did have a, a, a bean artist, Brian Walker. Do you know Brian Walker? Yeah, Brian Walker. Um, no. What did he do? Smasher. He did this boy for us. He did Smasher, didn't he? And uh, yeah. he, he, worked, he did some stuff for us. So yeah. I always think about Viz that if it was sold in America, it would be like that sort of um, San Diego, San Francisco underground comic you know it would be robert crumb and all these sort of guys that would be how it would be marketed um over there because yeah, yeah. it's got that edge it's got that black and white aesthetic you really know an underground feel yeah it feels mm. like an underground comic if, mm. if, it, if someone saw it in america it's weird mm. they didn't break through there like that so. yeah but yeah. it's it's a very sort of british style of comic though isn't it that's yeah of, you mm. know those one page stories isn't really is that an american thing do they do that they, they used to do the odd thing but not not as often yeah. as we do yeah by far yeah. yeah 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 and i think i think viz is is one of the last sort of uk stalwarts to keep doing that i mean like in the uk for instance like the the we the newsstand comics there was full of comics that were doing that and now they're not they're like four or five pages of story yeah. aren't they? like like great great books like the phoenix and like the beano and like stuff like that but the Viz is is still going strong. It's just you in two thousand eighteen now. You you two are the guys standing, aren't you? I think really yeah. to me. Yeah, with with the the, the last uh, yeah of, of the of the, the the people that started. I mean, we had was it five at, at one one point? Five was doing it at the at the height, wasn't they? In the office. Yeah, five, yeah. five yeah. people sort of contributing to it, yeah. uh, and then they dropped off one by one, and you know. And, I think the last Simon went in twenty years ago. Yeah, wow, that long ago. David wow. went. Yeah. Well, David went full time. David still draws for us, um, but David left sort of twelve, thirteen years ago. Where does the time okay. go? I don't. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a bad but I, but I genuinely, you got to subscribe to it, guys. The listeners, yeah. I keep saying it. Yeah. You know, it's, it was like one of my comics of the year last year. It will be again this year. It's this the country's best comic. Genuinely, I feel that. And also, it's probably the best value comic on the shelf for from a money point of view. Yeah, I yeah, always really go back is. to rereading Viz all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's so, a if you go if you find out where they print it, there'd be a big skip. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing value for money. I, do, yeah. I know. I, I I do a lot of my weekly grocery shopping that way. Anyway, um... we we know an artist over here, a guy called Shaky Kane. He was going on to us about how he throws his, he draws it, scans it in, and throws it away. And I was trying to get out of him his address, so we're going his bin. Yeah. Going to get it, go fucking nick yeah. it out of his bin. Yeah. yeah. What what about uh, original art for you guys? Did you ever sell any, or do you still sell any, or? You sell a little bit, but not not for very many um, years. You buy a lot, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> we used to buy a lot of Grahams. <laughs> we used to um, we used to give a lot to charity thing. We gave loads and loads on the the first comic relief thing, didn't we, Thorpe? And then yeah, because Roger, Roger Melly's in the comic, isn't he? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Now I um, find that really interesting because we did a podcast about that comic. Um, really, about a year ago, yeah. And yeah. the thing is that Roger Melly alludes to Jimmy Savile in that first page. Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's been caught up by a couple of people on one person online that I've seen who said, did the BBC know earlier on? 
You know, it's almost been given a bit of that. And everyone's saying, no, he's just a weirdo, isn't he? You know. <laughs> but yeah, so, so we've not, and, and as Thorpe said, <clears throat> we haven't got anything on paper for, I mean, it must be 10 years now since we've drawn on. Yeah, something like that. Right, okay. So, um, if I mean, people that's... catch you at a convention, I guess you do sketches and stuff. Do you? Yeah, yeah, we would. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll draw any. Yeah, we'll draw stuff, for, and we don't sell them either. If people want drawings. We just we see a lot of conventions. Artists sell them, don't they? A lot of money, man. Yeah, and these days we're, we're all heart. Us. We're all heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm hopefully but... going to be at the lake, so I'll see you there, yeah. guys. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's in Windermere, isn't it? Okay, yeah, it's now it's yeah. second year there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boat is it? Bonus. That's it, yeah. Bonus. Now, obviously, yeah. um, you're doing the lakes. Are there any other um, conventions or like public appearances um, you have scheduled? I don't uh, think so. I mean, we, there's generally a signing in... Oh, I never, is it board? Not board. Is it board? Not board. Uh, Waterstones. We're, we're, Waterstones. Yeah, we've we, we got an annual out again this year. Um, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be so cheap as to plug it. Um, <laughs> so I hear you've got an annual really, coming out soon. I'm really looking forward to this annual. It's called the Barber's Pole. Um, <laughs> it's a collection of of the best from from long enough ago that our readers have, will forget that they've already bought it. <laughs> two years. We've done we've done some scientific research, and our readers forget things after two years. So that's when we, we okay. the, the archives. Um, and we, we usually do a couple of signings for for them, two or three in London, and then. Uh, in the north do you know where and when yet or not yet no probably i mean there'll be one every year unless they don't ask us back this year at um waterstones in leadenhall market um but it's it's usually early december first week in december and for people from uh, the states this this is not like an american comics annual this is a hardback book yeah oh yeah this is you know and they're not expensive i can't remember how much they were but they're like very good value. Oh, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, it's twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. And you won't pay that. Yeah. No, no. Go on Amazon. It's like six, seven quid or something. <laughs> Gents, you're clearly not in it for the money, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what does Steve McGarry say? <laughs> yeah. And now, am I right in thinking that next year we could be seeing some top Trumps cards? Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to these. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've um, we actually I don't know whether we're supposed to say that. No, we're not. There's not next year. There won't be any top trumps released <laughs> in January, <laughs> early February. Right. I'll, put, I'll put an appropriate beep out. Yeah, so it seems like we've said something uh, really controversial. <laughs> no, no, <I> don't <laughs> <laughs> just just sort of edging bets. No, there won't be any top trumps uh, around about middle of February next year. I definitely <laughs> won't buy any. They won't be featuring 30 of the, the most popular risk The, the lucrative early March market. Oh. <laughs> nice. Can you give, what if there were any, what the the um, the um things would be? It's not strength, cleverness, you know, it's going to be something else, isn't thing. it? There's um, a superpower. There's the, the superpower. There's frequency. Um, there's... Vul- vulgarity? Come on, that's got to be wonderful. Yes, but blueness of language. That's it. Yes. Blueness of language, superpower. Um, uh, frequency and what's the other one? I can't remember. Yeah, I can but see us playing it. If they did yeah, exist, yeah. I can see us yeah, playing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what it would be it's if they were any, which there aren't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if they do, if they do turn out, we've got Dan Butcher's uh, birthday yeah. present sorted. That sort. Of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Good yeah. stuff. So um, before we let you go, just a quick um, artistic question, because we've got a little bit of art talk. Who are your artistic influences? That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for, from a, a young uh, as a young kid, I used to love Mad magazines, uh, and I used to love uh, Don Martin and Sergio Aragonés. Oh, cool! Yeah. But then um, Uderzo as, as, as actually as, as an artist, I, I, I love Asterix stuff. I've got all yeah. the Asterix books, and I don't think I've read any of them. I, I just look at the pictures. Mm. I can see that man. I can see, and also Sergio. Who, I'm guessing you guys met when you were in. California, did you? Did you manage to meet him out there? We met him no. in Kendall, I think. Oh, of course. No, um, Sergio, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, I met, met Sergio. We met him um, at our very first convention, I think, that we did as as as, um, as sort of participants. We, we we bumped into him. Great bloke, lovely bloke. He's a really nice bloke, mm. yeah. yeah. What about you, Simon? What about influences? Um, I don't know, really. I, I, I'll tell you who I really like is um, Martin Honeyset. He was like a, a punch cartoonist. Obviously. Oh, okay, right. He does those sort of crumpled people, where their where their their, their ankles are sort of hanging out of their shoes. Oh, um, cool. Like he did the Bert Bert Feg's nasty book. You know the um, the Michael Palin. Tape. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, um, oh, cool. Um, don't know. I've got. I mean, Ken Reed is is is. Uh, I really like Ken Reed. Um, He's pretty much the daddy of it on the I reckon sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'd sort of, I, my, my sort of way into cartooning was probably sort of gag cartoonists. Like um, mm. not, not, not like um, Graham with, with uh, Mad and, uh, and, and strip. Did, did you not read comics as a kid though? No. Well, no, I used to read, I mean, I would have read uh, like the Beano and the Dandy and, uh, shiver and shake and that <laughs> yeah so I, I wouldn't have known who'd done the drawings that's the thing I, uh, no. yeah. well you'd recognize things yeah. so i like that i like that one see that uh, that tradition that of one. british humor comics is what a lot of what you're doing is lampooning them yeah but they've gone away and you're still here yeah, yeah. with your stuff aren't you you know yeah, yeah. And very soon we'll have gone as well <laughs> no <laughs> no i used to love the visa simply because it was bigger it was like Tabloid, yeah. sort of broadsheet, wasn't it? To the to the yeah. dandy, you know, tabloids. Yeah, and you you just felt better reading it because it was a bigger comic. And when we don't know, we were kind of trying to figure out why is why is it called Viz? Well, years ago, I think when it when Chris was at art college or something, they they had a um a, a project where they had to make a, a lino cut of a word, and he and he did it because it, it was all straight lines so you wouldn't have to cut any any sort of curves on it oh, okay so, that's, oh, so i think okay. the original viz on the on issue one hang on I'll, I'll is, that, get... is that done with the lino cut i think so is it... not finished. Hang on. he hasn't got an issue one there there you go i, got... hey, I don't think he's got an issue one i think he's oh he might have he's there's a oh he has but we printed a facsimile of um uh, of it uh, i think an issue was it an issue 150 or something so okay we, we printed a facsimile of, and you know if you read issue one it's it's bloody awful isn't it i mean it's, oh, absolutely. <laughs> mind you makes a few quid on ebay <laughs> oh yeah yeah it does. But, i mean no, the first sort of the first comments, one. i don't think we're that good <laughs> 
I think we've got better. You can see, yeah, um, I think. Can you see that? Uh, yeah, I can. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Is in the corner there. Yeah, right I don't on. think it's not a, a lino cut on the. It's actually printed on a on a press, but it's. They use those shapes. A very yeah. poor piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. There you go. There is that mystery answered. Box we 10. thought it was because it rhymed with something. That's why I was our biggest guess. Because it's Latin, that. is it? it means, does it mean with respect to or something? I don't know. Some, I don't oh, know. okay. Oh, that, okay. Sound, that sounds very... Something like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, Chris wouldn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, no doubt we have converted a lot of people listening to this chat to read it. You, you might have put some off, though, as no. well. <laughs> no, they're not the ones you learn. They don't listen anymore. They don't that. listen to this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if people want to subscribe and just sign up and just find out more about it, where can they go to find out more? If, if they just go to the website, um, uh, viz.co.uk. Yeah, there's a big thing that says subscribe, and you click it, and and then you look in your bank, and it's taking money out of your bank, probably. Or something. Yeah, and it's uh, you get a deal to start with, don't you? you get like so yeah. many months for like three quid an issue. Is that right? Yeah, so I think they do three months for a quid an issue or something. Wow. Uh, and you get a free mug and yeah. something else. Or... You get a free mug. I never got a free oh, mug. Yeah, What's they, going on there? Yeah. It's, it's a bit of bone of contention with us because if you, once you subscribe, uh, resubscribe for a year, you, you don't get a free mug. And we're always saying to the publishers, look, you know. We should give our ongoing subscribers. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. You know, which will, you know, because a lot of people do complain. They say, yeah, "I resubscribed, and if I'd cancelled it and then subscribed to you, I'd get a mug." But, <laughs> but you know, oh, that's, well. that's that's us and our publishers. That's you know, we've got, yeah. we've got to sort that out then with them. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. But this, nice uh, one, fellas. this has been yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, I've been bu- really looking forward to list this. ticked. And no doubt we'll, ha- we'll have you back in the future to talk. Well, yeah. Do you want to do, a, yeah. do, want to do a, a prize that we can give away a couple of annuals when they tickle? That's a great Oh, it'd be great. Would you Would you have a question you guys could think um, of? Uh, here we go. This would be good. <laughs> no, hold on. Uh... <laughs> He's put himself on the spot. Did you think of a question? Um, it'll be it'll be a botany question. Who played <laughs> who, who played Roger Melly in the cartoon? You could do that. How about who okay. are uh, Fulchester United's arch rivals for the oh, title? Thorpe. Good shout. Tim Thorpe. No, no. Well, you you just answered it there. Thorpe. Did you just say that? I, I thought I'd force you to answer ask another question. <laughs> 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 it, it was it was in fact Grimthorpe. Yeah. Um, well they also been Grim Grimthorpe Albion or Grimthorpe City, I think, as well, weren't they? Probably. Hey. They've been two different ones. Anyway, <laughs> off you go. Well then you you asked the question that smart ask one. Yeah. Um We put him on a spot here, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. All right then. If you if it's uh Fulchester's uh scientist striker, what are his qualifications? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you think? Wow, that's good. Um, I mean, there's 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 no guaranteeing that they've been the same like twice. <laughs> running, <but> anyway. <laughs> oh my god! All answers will be accepted. Yeah, yeah. we've got we've got um, and it, the first couple of questions in, we'll get an annual. You write right answers yeah. in, we'll yeah. get an annual. Well, yeah. And we'll scribble some cartoons in. And if you want a tiebreaker, uh, here's a botanical question. Is a strawberry a fruit? Yes or no? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, no, right. I know that one. I'm going to answer it, answer it No, I'm not going to answer it now. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out this when we finish this interview. Um, <laughs> but yes, let us know um, the answers, folks, and you could win a prize. This is amazing. Yeah. 
That's yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, an, ama- an amazing interview and and a prize. Thank you very much for joining us, gents. Well, yeah, thanks, absolutely. Thanks brilliant. We'll probably speak to you uh, again soon. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, How good was that? Isn't that good? Fantastic. Hey. And a prize. I got the question here again. If people didn't get it, yeah. Um, full, there's a Fulchester scientist who plays for Fulchester United. What were his his uh, qualifications? And also, okay. is strawberry a fruit? Yeah, that's the tiebreaker. Yeah, tiebreaker. Yeah. That that could so be a breaker. That was that was even up, the way they were fucking each other up by putting out quit and then he yeah. gave the answer just to fuck him up for a laugh. That's like <laughs> us. That's all the shit we do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you uh, get in touch with one of the hosts uh, for, on social media, yeah. or, yeah. or on the, preferably oh. on the Slack, yeah. on the Slack, on the Slack, or you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail Just just put in uh, the subject title uh, viz quiz. Viz quiz. <laughs> viz quiz. Yeah. yeah, I just made that up, but it's saying it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, you just made that up. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my whole life, as soon as I wake up, I'm just making it up as I go along. Um, uh, yeah, and you, you, we'll get in touch with the winner. Winners. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thank you to Graham and Simon uh, for joining us. Cheers, chaps. I won't be Very surprised cool. um, if they come back in the future. You know, may, maybe yeah. we'll, we'll talk more about, like, all right then, what's your pro? We talked a little bit of digital. Come on, what's your process? You know, uh, and they're going to be at the lakes. Yeah, yeah. indeed. So, so, and you heard it here that they don't charge for sketches. So don't go mad, you piss taking yeah. bastards. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... look forward to not playing that Top Trumps game that they're not going to release. That they're not no, making. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that went on for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but you know that might not actually happen. But <laughs> in honesty, it's it's comics, isn't it? You know, you never know. But thankfully, that interview happened, and we're very um, it just gets you excited about comics. I love an interview mm. like that. And uh, I cannot wait to read the new annual as well. Yeah, um, me too. Good. So, on on with the rest of the show. Do we have any shout outs, gents? Yeah, I've got a few actually. We've had people writing, a few people writing. So, Paper Medicine is a solar anthology readograph comic series by Ben Becker. Um, issue one features the story Pigeon about two goldfish who pilot an automaton to free their comrades from a fish tank and optometrists. Um, this was sent to us by Stephen over at Third Bear Press. You can get He's got copies in. I've read it. I read the digital copy it's sent through, and it's really good. Quite an interesting story. Go to thirdbearpress.com for all your uh, American underground comics needs if you're based in the UK. Uh, Foreign Press Comics is releasing its first creator-owned series called Sussex on the 13th of October on Kickstarter, created by Nick Good and Alve- Alvero Molina. It's based on 1944 about Archie, who's an SOE operative in occupied France. They describe it as a psychological thriller that explores mental health through the lens of a spy. Go back it. I've had a look at. I think if you look on the emails, guys, with well, about the first twelve pages, looks pretty impressive, pretty good. Um, another email we got in was from Humanoids. Morpheus is a new book from them, a post-apocalyptic sci-fi horror graphic novel from Jan Beku and Francesca Trifogli. Um, humanity is affected by a paralyzing virus, and one woman fights to save her daughter. Uh, the United Going Underground it only has, I think, uh, when you if you listen to this on the day of release, only got a couple more days left on Kickstarter. So going back that because uh, I know that. Uh, it's pretty much ready to go, man, from the looks of things. And he's uh, um, Johnny's busy doing the art stuff for it. Uh, Makinophobia's Raphael Zaitz is the new Kickstarter from Superhot Strangers Publishing. 164 pages set in a nightmare world that is constructed almost exclusively of roads. And the hero attempts to run his business surrounded by these roads. A meditation on the experience of the creator getting hit by a car as a kid, believe it or not. Connect real sort of wow. got that sort of um new manga connect kind of manga look to it indie within some indie stylings. 
the Palace of Tears is by Michael Lohman. If you go back about three years, you'll find Michael. We interviewed him on one of our um, Thought Bubble specials. It's 120. I've seen some of the artists. Outstanding, man. Really good. Michael's really good eyes. 120-page full-color adaption of a Middle Eastern folktale. Um, well worth getting on on Kickstarter. It's doing well, not quite there, but uh, go and get to that. Um, nice is next weekend from the date of recording, the 2nd and 3rd of September, uh, 10 o'clock on the Saturday and 11 o'clock on the Sunday. Nicecon.co.uk. Some of the guests at it, Alan Davis, Barry Kitson, David Hine, John Wagner, Liam Sharp, Mark Buckingham and Sean Phillips. So there's, there's some fucking names of that out there. Um, it was good to see everyone that we did. I did a bit of an impromptu drink and draw on Friday. I know you, you managed yeah, to get along, Dan. Br- briefly, very briefly. Yeah. Uh, just somebody said, oh, the wife's out. I wish somebody could, I wish she was a drink and draw tonight. And I didn't have anything to do. So I said, all right, then let's set one up. And there's about 10 people turned up. It's a good to chuckle, though. It's nice. I, I even drew something in that one. Um, and finally, it was great to see um, my old buddy and um, anthology. He's, he's probably best well known for drawing the uh, ACP anthology cover um, featuring Sid James. But he's, he does dabble in... Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a storyboarder and art designer is my old collaborator, Edric Reno. And I met up with him and um, that comic smells mighty Mike Sadak at um, for an Andy Murray at the weekend. Um, a proper chuckle. So hello to those guys as well. Which is a okay, curry. Um, just in Thank case you. you didn't. I, 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 sometimes I forget I have to translate. Tony um, I, I got one earlier on this week. My mate was saying, oh, I've got to go home. My missus give me a load of Omar. You had Omar uh, Sharif grief. <laughs> that's a callback isn't it oh, I'm going to quick shout out to a friend of the show Chris Imber he's oh, put yeah. four original art pieces up on eBay uh, one with Invincible Fight and his father you got uh, one with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Shredder another one with some characters out of uh, Mortal Kombat another one with Street Fighter 2 and they're all on bidding they've got uh, a, well by the time you get this you won't have much time to get them but uh, a day and an hour so once you listen to this show on the Monday, see if you can get your bid in. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good. Nice. And that's it. <laughs> yes. For the recommends. That, that, that was very that was very excited from you there, Dan. It's very fun. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, but now. Now now it's time for actually no, I do have one more. Huh. Saturday, seventh of October. Bristol, Bristol Comic Expo. Oh yes. Pop down to that. There's uh, it's the Double Hill Tree um, by Hilton Bristol. Um, basically, there's tons of comic creators that are going to be there. Liam Sharp and Alan Davis. I'm really looking forward to having oh, Alan Davis. Busy guys. And uh, basically, um, it is adults ten pounds, child five pound, under twelve free, and there's going to be loads and loads of comics there. So it hasn't been one in Bristol for a while, actually. I mean, mm. Lawless is a different kettle of fish. Yeah. Um, this is a straight up sort of comic expo so make make it down to that who knows you might see one of us there loitering with intent naked that's the name of my third album uh, not naked um, <laughs> but speaking of things that um, you'll be recommended it's time to recommend some comics to you lovely people and first off we've all read issue 2 of Big Game yeah have we by, um, fucking awesome and yeah. it is both awesome and and we have thoughts. Heartbreaking. It, yeah, it, and, yeah. There's, there's and emotions. And there are emotions. There are thoughts to be had. And so we're going to do it probably 
when there's a three amigo show you know we may we may talk about issue two and three at the same time we'll, we'll, figure, we'll yeah. figure stuff out but anyway, we did we did just talk about it for about 20 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we said we won't talk about it on the show and then just went and and we went, oh my god but what about this bit yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. The, the, the listeners didn't hear that bit but no, um fine. but certainly if we start talking about it we won't we won't stop so we want we want to give it the love it deserves and you should check it yeah. out we'd like to know what you That's... think of it it's rare these days that I race to Comixology at 6am on a Wednesday morning, and it was for that book. God, why are you doing that? that I just didn't want that, it spoiled, that, man. That, that, didn't want it spoiled. Yeah. No, I think I, I'm going to... Uh... I haven't had any of it spoiled because no. the internet is evil. Anyway, is. so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but what it is good for is finding out some other recommendations. Um, Tony, I'm going to... Um, how many have you got this week? Two. Two. Right. You know the one I'm going to talk about because it's one of yours as well. Actually, oh, right. We're talking about that one, are we? Well, which okay. one do you want to talk about? Which one do you want to start with? Well, oh, I thought we could all go in on the one we've all read. Yeah. Which is... Is that your one, Dan? The is that the one you're one. doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not you the one you that? mean, is it, Vince? You mean the other one? <laughs> yeah. Wh- which, book are we, which book are we talking about first? The Hunger in the Dusk. That yeah. is my recommendation. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Because yeah. I thought we were going in on the Dracula one. No, 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 no that'll come later. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. spoilers, but hey. trust me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, The Hunger in the Dusk, written, issue two, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by our good friend Chris Wilgus, colours by Masasic. Is that how you say that? Uh, and letters so. by Simon Boland, colour yeah. assistant Diana Souza. Yeah. Yeah. And and this issue, we talked a bit about the first issue um, when that was about to come out. I double dipped on that because they had a couple of yeah. variants on that one, so I'll probably do the same with this. Actually. Issue Man, two, this is yeah. gone. Delicate alliances between humankind and orc kind have been forged in a desperate effort to save both civilizations, but can they last? There's a longer synopsis, but I don't want to spoil it because you lot need to be reading this book. And um, yeah, yeah, and this, yeah, as Dan. Dan, you can finish your emotional thoughts. That's fucking great. It's so good. <laughs> it's just loving it. Yeah. Everything about it, the, the, the pacing, the writing, the, the dialogue, the character. There's a there's a one scene where uh, like it introduces the characters and just the way that's done. And it's like, yeah. oh, I can't remember who your traveling mates are. And then the main character turns around and introduces the character and you, the reader. To these people they're traveling with. I mean, this is issue issue two, and I'm so attached to the yeah, characters in this and, comic already. And I yeah. think that does also speak volumes, Tony, to how this book has been crafted mm. and um, how it translates. Um, I don't think it'd be too far fetched to say that this book is is created and heavily influenced by the boom in tabletop role playing games and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, of course, I think that's fair. Yeah. In fact, the new the new characters that are introduced it very much seems like a party of characters that you would find in any yeah. sort of game like that. There, all there, the different archetypes. There's the different sort of archetypes, classes, the different looks. You mean, I immediately thought, all oh, right, it's that type of character, it's that type of character, it's that type of character. But what this book does so successfully, um, Chris, obviously, his artwork is to die for. Absolutely, you know, this is the best he's been, I think. Uh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. stunning, and I'll, I'll, I'll get on to him in a minute. I'll, in a, in like, a way, it's almost a spiritual sequel to me to porcelain there's there's mm. strands of stuff there somewhere you know yeah. um and you can clearly tell that he's having so much fun oh god these characters yeah um but i just want to take a moment to just talk about g willow wilson's writing in this um i haven't read too much of um wilson's work before i mean i've, I've heard about it i know she's a she's a big thing writer but miss miss marvel very well yeah. known for isn't yeah. she? yeah yeah um 
and this it's just just the pacing of it the dialogue there's a lot of different plot lines going through that you can easily follow the characterization in every word matters when you're dealing with these sort of storylines mm, yeah. and plot lines how many massive fantasy epics sci-fi epics have we just thought who's that what's that what do they want? over there's no overriding we, one of our we were having a bit of a moan about overriding yeah. earlier weren't we v yeah. and uh, this isn't overwritten at all but nice. everything is clear and purposeful and intentional and yeah. useful yeah yeah and not only that you get wonderful and i'm gonna feed in like the creative teams you know the whole creative team there is dialogue and discussions but they both feed the narrative they allow for amazing action scenes you get two yeah this is i find this really interesting v i I know we talked about this earlier didn't we but the you know current thinking you know i suppose is the way i would describe it is that you have one major fight scene in a book in a book you know this one does two which because i and this was really interesting to me because i was texting with christian while i was reading it and i said oh fucking hell that thing that happens in the snow no spoilers like fucking outstanding man you know what i mean Mm. um and then I'm thinking, well, that's going to be the big fight event for this comic. And then there's another one at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it really, I mean, it's not a long comic. You know, it's, it's what is it, 25 pages or something? I can't remember mm-hmm. now. But it's it's like it's, there's so much meat to it, you know? And then she's moving along both the story and the mythology all at once with it. Yeah. It's interesting. The world building is, uh, like, frankly, astonishing. Um, yeah. And accessible. I think the problem with a lot of like yeah, I don't, I'm not a D and D fan, and yeah. I found it totally obsessive. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and even this, this is his own thing, isn't it, Dan? It's like you know, it, it, it's a homebrew to use a term like sort of world. You know, it's not it's not based in any sort of existing no. law. Yeah. It's, it's based in an existing knowledge that I think a lot of readers have of certain things. And it's, it, I tell you, it plays on those tropes of like when exactly. you think of like fantasy of like you'll go to Lord of the Rings and it's like, oh the the orcs are the bad guys yeah. this is that but this sort of takes that knowingly what your preconceptions are yeah. and then yeah tells a story using that yeah I get that definitely yeah yeah, yeah. and and it it deals you know there's so much thing there's so much going on with like cultures and perceptions of other races and and just a lot of things going on as well as there's just some cool action and there's cool characters oh, fuck, yeah yeah there, there's great characters what i like about it. and and the way that wilson sort of develops and and feeds the character information without a heavy it feels natural that's what i loved about it as these characters are walking along you're getting a bit of backstory they're talking about stuff it's not one of those here i am here's my yeah. blunt backstory you know it's it's it feels natural which makes you love the characters even more doesn't it really yeah. Um, yeah, they and, are likable. I mean, you you get to the point where you want you want a couple of them to bone. Yeah. You know what I, mean? <laughs> you know what I, mean? you, I do. You know, I'm yeah. going to say openly to Christian. Yeah. I'm thinking about his character's boning, and I hope that helps him draw yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and we talked about it a little bit before the show. Um, obviously, Christian can create worlds. You know, he's great sort of concept designer, and I know he's he's worked in you know as concept concept designer as well as like comics and stuff. And we could talk about the action and like the bloodletting and, but for me, one of the strengths of this comic is in the dialogue. You know, there's a lot of dialogue scenes. There's characters interact talking mm. to one another, and it's it, there's a skill to to be an artist that can make it uh, like a lot of dialogue scenes captivating, because otherwise, how many 
certain like bigger sort of company books have we read where it's like fucking hell they've been talking for four pages straight where's all these speech bubbles you know you know it's just sort of like and it's just the same faces over and over just looking at each other in this it's not there's a there's a real sort of it helps that he can draw the fuck out of like some landscapes and backgrounds yeah. <laughs> and it just looks looks beautiful. it's nice seeing it's nice seeing him doing covers as well yeah, yeah. you know he didn't the always kind of... get all those background covers did he and no. Some some of this stuff. I know there's a variant by Cliff Chiang. Shout out to that because that's lovely as well. Yeah, but yeah. I bought like I bought two versions divine, of issue one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can see like also the the porcelain design aesthetic with the the yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, they're going to be beautiful book plates by themselves because I think they also tell stories. Those covers as well as being and the, the good thing about it is at least two of us here have got OA by him, which we'll be we'll be paying my mortgage <laughs> off with very soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vince, your profile's by. Christian on oh, Twitter, anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, I used to use one yeah. of his as well when he yeah. drew me as a holding a baguette riding that yeah. um, horse. Do you remember? Yeah. And he, Honestly, he... I I said this during the week. I don't know why Christian isn't fucking massive. Yeah. Because mm. it's fucking brilliant his yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, there, there you go. Comics sort it out. Um, make, imagine make him work. doing a new. Imagine him doing a new mutants book. Oh, oh my god! Just, just fucking forget about it. Just forget yeah. about yeah. it. Um, one of my highlights of this book, if I'm going to speak a, um, a particular scene that, that stuck out to me, and we could easily, I think any of us could easily just mention the action scenes or like the the drama that happens. But I think my favourite bit is when the bard is talking <laughs> to the uh, one of the main characters, and he says, "I can't," because they're with an orc about the songs. Orc. Oh yeah, yeah, can't write the he songs. Says, I can't have to write a new sing song. any of these songs because they're all about <laughs> killing <laughs> orcs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you know plenty of songs that don't even mention orcs. What about Homeward Through the Hills? It's got that line about the orc trader selling human bones, and he's like, "They're all like that." I've got to write new songs. It's just that that sort of moment, which is very see to weird. me that's. That's meta. That's me. Yeah. I think that's Christian talking about how he has to do things differently artistically. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's kind of how I see it. I know he didn't write it, but just something yeah. about him is because the way he moves his hands, I don't know. I just kind of think it might be him. Well, it's good, in fact, that the story, like the these orcs and the humans got, well, yeah, they've got to work together. And like generations, they fucking been at war with one another. Yeah. And yeah. suddenly, like, oh, fuck, we've got to work together. Yeah, she's not, it. she's a clever person. G Willow, I don't know G's first yeah, name. Yeah. Actually, apologies, but the there's there's something going. She's saying something there, man. Yeah. The the very not. I think G Willow's from America, isn't she? Mm. I think there's a lot of like polarization and two sides to everything in that country. Same as there is here. I wonder whether she's saying something with this man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. See what kind of messages. Yeah. 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 And that 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 sort of you know looking at. Yeah, you know, spending as much time with the orcs as you do with like the humans. That kind of it, it, it's it's a balanced book. It's very balanced. Yeah, it but, is but in what, both sides. Yeah, yeah. But, but what you get about it is not sort of like, oh yeah, the orcs are in this dark sort of tribal land, and the humans are you know these sort of mercenaries and stuff. You just see people, yeah, existing, and that makes them such fascinating characters. And I think my final point is. I would buy the fuck out of action figures of every single person <laughs> in this fucking book. <laughs> Especially um oh, I forget I forget his name now. You know the orc um the orc guy. What the, the couple yeah. in the woods. Trough. Yeah. Is it Trough? Yeah. Trough. Yeah. yeah. He's fucking awesome. You know you know that I'm Conway in this, don't you? 
Which I think he's best with the one the arch, the old bloke, the archer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greetings, dear lady. That's what he says. Yeah, so that's, I use that phrase <laughs> that, all the yeah, time. That's, yeah, yeah, you talk like that's that. That's me all over that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, Good. But pre-order it. Um, your local comic book shop or uh, online etc but the hunger and the dust do not sleep but issue one's out go and if you can find it get issue one I've got a couple of variants of it I think there's a sketch cover version as well Mm. I think it's it's, I think in a time when IDW are letting go of a lot of their books they kept this one I can see why yeah 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 yeah. so um, I had another um, recommend I was going to talk about uh, but we both heard that we're going to talk about that next week aren't we V yeah another one so and I jumped on this so um, sorry gents if I jumped on your toes as well but this no 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 no, that's fine highest recommendation Um, good yeah so who's next shall I do shall I do the one that you and I have read V okay Uh, so this is Universal Monsters uh, Dracula issue one by Image Skybound uh, written by James Tynan the fourth art by our buddy Martin Simmons Uh, we got very kindly got sent through um, a a PDF preview um, released on the 25th of October. So you've still got a bit of time to pre-order this. Yeah. Um, the biggest names in comics resurrect the most iconic monsters is how it's used. Um, I have to say, Martin's art style in this really suits it. So the story is, is Dr. John Seward is a, he's a new guest in the asylum. He's one of the psycho- psychiatrists there. And um, this creature called Renfield is a, is a white-faced, featureless, bug-obsessed man who spends his time talking about him, he. He uses that as the, the descriptor for this person, this creature that he talks about. And he's this sort of strange, um, faceless, horrible, like scurrying creature. Um, and we're in this, we're in the, for this book, we're in the traditional land of Dracula as we see it through a little bit through the novel and also which i have to admit i haven't read but a little bit through what i know of the novel and a little bit th- more through the the classic movie characters you know yeah um, because it's it's universal monsters adjacent isn't it it's, it's yeah. universal monsters taken and you, yeah. you certainly see that in some of the artwork um that martin does like referencing all that but yeah. it's, it's doing a lot of different things isn't it it's sort of it's looking at the the script and the universal monsters dracula the original one is one of the weaker films for me. I mean, the aesthetic. Right. But apart from uh, Dwight Fry as Renfield, is OG. He's one of my tops. I fucking love that. Dude. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But this, yeah. So it's an interesting sort of. Oh, I. It's almost like they're they're treating the cl- classic literary book, and sort of, telling the story. From... But it's the same as the Department of Truth team, isn't yeah. it? They're using that artistic narrative style on this book, yeah. and it's a weird one because we don't get to see dracula at the start of it do we you know no and so it's done very much through atmosphere and stuff yeah yeah and certainly um dracula is a presence he's a presence more than an actual sort of thing through most of this this story yeah i mean there's a couple of wordless pages on there and stuff like that yeah yeah Yeah. it plays a lot on the sort of feral as well the the sort of animalistic nature of the characters and you get all this you get the play like you do in a, a lot of the um other media about this the flies and the spiders and the wolves the wolf in this outstanding man. I, I really did like that scene. Mm. Um, and we get like that wordless, we get that wordless attack. Dracula is a heretical force of satanic nature almost. You know, there's this force of nature thing going on. There's some lovely, lovely use of dialogue in it. The master grows more powerful and you get these little lines thrown in that are really good. Um, one of my favorite bits is the, is the shot of Renfield sitting in a chair with that sort of white face, but is the features in his face are just the eyes, which are very sort of deep set and black outlined along with um, almost at times a sort of cartoonish mouth. Um, and he's wearing like a dirty shirt 
And if you look at that dirty shirt, what right when you see him, there's a little bit of red on it. Have you noticed that? There's like a little bit of red yeah. in in almost in a brush stroke in the shirt. Mm. Just just give you that little taste of the blood. Um, arms outstretched, explaining how how the worst is yet to come. Um, and I can feel him in my mind, in my thoughts, and they get this sort of thing going on. But there's the use of color I really like. I know you about UV, but mm. the 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 way he uses that lack of color in the face, but also the when you get the appearance of the wolf with the blood dripping from its eyes. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Red so is such, lovely. Red is such as it should be with a Draco comic. Red is a is a massively powerful tool in this book, and is yeah. is, is used both sparingly and quite a lot. But in the in the right kind of ways. There's a there's a certain there's a page a wordless page, which is Dracula on the streets uh, of London, and he's just taken the life of someone, and then sort of turns into a bat and flies into the night. Uh, that's a stunning page. I love the way that Martin does panels as well. Those thick white sort of borders. Yeah, um, all different uses so many different angles, yeah, so many different approaches, yeah, yeah. all on the same page. The Renfield yeah. character is is the one that. Um, is the most I, th- I think he's the most striking thing about this this first issue, um, yeah. purely because of the the character design choice. You know, he's so bright in in some panels, he looks like he's luminescent, and um, the character is sort of devoid of a nose for for most of it. Which they're interesting sort of character designs to make him less human. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the- a well, I often think about these things. What are they saying? Yeah, you know. They, and I think with this, they've they've made him human in the way he gestures and speaks, and they but they stripped back part of it the ways because he's human. You know, yeah. these the the whole sort of ant covered in ants eating bugs mm. kind of things. He's he is and he isn't, which yeah. I think works really well. Yeah. Um. It, there's there's a little bit of the Arkham Asylum about this for me. Very much so. Uh, okay. Yes. And certainly yeah. the the um. I mean, Arkham Asylum is definitely sort of influenced by these sort of things anyway, because uh, for a lot of it, you're spending it, you know, the Renfield is your sort of figure point for the story. Do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. your, he's the info. He's the one that going, oh, you know, Master's doing this. He's the one giving yeah. you all the information about the evil that's coming. Um, so when that, when the story moves on from that, I'm, I'm very, very interested um, to see where it goes. It's also, um, I love sort of the collage use that um, Martin does with his artwork yeah. that's there's lots of that going on in this it's, it's fascinating his his mediums of oh, a page out this oh, man god yeah it'd be astounding I mean the, the price of these these pages will be just forget about it <laughs> yeah yeah I'm right so you know what yeah. I mean if there was ever and there's a lot of overpriced price out of there in mines yeah. ain't it I've sat next to him at conventions when he's done com- commissions and stuff and he fucking not just the amount of paint or the amount of effort that goes into it, the thought and the style of the approach that goes into a lot of these commissions and pages he does, you know, yeah, incredible. Yeah, so I think it's probably best to pre-order this one, guys. So I think this is this is probably going to be a hot ticket yeah. um, it, for him it, before before the, the the truth team get back on that book, which I understand is going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and Tinian does a, a, a good riff on existing because the Dracula story has been told a million times. Well, and that's the point, isn't it? Of this, yeah. 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 yeah, even if it is the Universal Monsters Dracula, Universal Monsters Dracula was pretty much the the play, which was the book. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's to find a fresh take on a classic. There's a little of the Coppola version here, isn't there? A little. Yeah. 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 In, in some certainly in how which in that, some that some reasons is my favourite Dracula movie, and some reasons isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really know this was happening until I saw a, a page on Martin's Instagram, and I was like, oh, okay, need to, I need to get on this, get a look, look at this, and um, yeah, yeah, another thumbs up from me. Good stuff. Uh, has anyone got another one to go? No, no. B, you done? I'm done. I am spent. Oh. Okay, I'm just going to finish off. Finish us off then. Um, with Highlands Volume One, I actually just finished before we started recording Volume Two of this. So through Cinebook, um, it's uh, available on Kindle in in a month's time. Currently available as paperback through Cinebook, seven ninety nine. Uh, the second volume has literally just come out. I got I got it through the post um, by Philip Amond, um, A Y M O N D, who I think may be one of my top five BD artists now. Um, wow, n- bloody hell, that's saying something. Uh, oh well. man, nowhere near enough of his work online or available. This is actually a fucking crime. Um, Forty-eight pages. You know, I don't know if you know, Cinebook kind of do almost two different sizes: a slightly smaller start size. Um, but the, they also do like a bigger, like the Mermaid Project, for example, is a bigger size. This is one of the bigger ones, which I think I prefer because they're almost um, size for size with the hardbacks that you get out of a lot of the publishers, Dugard and um, those sort of guys in America, in um, France probably. Um, it's a historical book, but don't let that put you off. Um, dates back to Scotland in the 18th century and the lands are still in turmoil with the last violent throes of the Jacobite Rebellion. Um, it centres around a particular castle family clan, um, the Duke of Plaxton around the, the laird and the family of this Blackwater castle. I'm ashamed to say I don't know enough about Scottish um, history and politics, but the, this is this does play a little bit in the relationship. God, imagine, why haven't we got comics like this over here? You know, somebody will tell me there is, but there's there's mm. not enough of them. And this is being done by a Frenchman. But um, it, it's a pivotal time for Scotland and England at this point. And the Duke, is this, the Duke is this good man who runs this castle, and he's trying to help the lives of local people. He's not trying to heavily dive onto either side because he sees, like, the death that's going to, you know, eventually come to them. Um and but his son is very much siding with the Jacobites in this, and um, and alle- any allegiances. Uh, there's one big party, and the daughter of the Duke is going to be married to an Englishman in order to sort of kind of seal the rift, you know, kind of make friends and influence people. And it's not going well. And into the mix is this guy called Joseph Callender, who's a local boy um, whose parents had died, and the Duke had taken him on, taken him in, and and sent him to Italy to become, an, of all things, an artist. And he comes back and he's employed at the castle to um, to paint Amelia, who's the daughter. Um, and I think I put in the slack. I think you saw it, Dan. Did you? I think you liked it. The, there's this like moment, and it's only half. It's a whole. It's just half a page of them looking at each other. It's like a wordless moment of glances across a party, um, and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Honestly, it's just he looks at her, she looks at him. They're across the room. She looks away. He continues to look, and it just says so much without any words. You know, beautiful. Um, and but also, this guy is surprisingly good with a sword, and ends up saving Amelia's life from a kidnap attempt. Um, and something happens in the last third where the tables are turned on him, and something happens, meaning he has to go on the run. And it leads into um, volume two. Volume two is very much about um, the ma- part of it is Culloden, the massive battle. Um, but fucking hell, as as with everything. BD, you know, every time we put our face back into BD, we're blown away, aren't we? You know. Um, oh yeah, totally. Yes, yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's fucking like on another level. Oh, and this really is, man. Um, he's he he he, draw, he draws the Highlands and castles and battles with you know so many men like war. You know, 
it's it's like a, from a movie you got 50 men running at 50 men in a battle but he also does these moments of close-up and this sort of relationships and like simmering heat between a man and a woman just in a look and how they feel about painting and i mean it's quite adult there's a little bit of sex in it and a lot of violence but there's he does everything there's like manipulation going on there's this machiavellian element to it his women are women are beautiful often his men are rogues um I, i've literally gone on i've been scouring uh ebay and amazon trying to find other work by him um and there's not enough and i'm um on Glam next year i'm definitely going to track down just stuff in french i can get it he's a prison uh, philip amond is a prison artist colorist and writer um, he was only 21 when he was hired by Jean-Claude Mezier, the co-creator of Valerian and, and Laureline, and he worked at uh, with in the Chris, with Christian extensively at Dargard. He's also um, worked with Jean Van Ham on Lady S, which is the vo- I think there's like you can just about get the first volume of that in English if if you can find it. And he also worked on the book uh, with um, Pierre Christian uh, East West, which we recommended a few years ago, mm. um, but like not nowhere near enough. But uh, yeah, it's only 7.99. It's an album. Um, it's 48 pages. It's the most beautiful you're going to, oh, you're going to see Highlands Volume 1 from Cinebook. There's my next one. There you go. Nice. Nice one. There you go. Tons of comics for you comics. to add to your pre-orders, your wish list. Get them now. Get your subscriptions. Just just get comics and enjoy reading them. Yeah. And we hope you have enjoyed this week's episode. We certainly had a lot of fun um talking comics this week and thanks to graham and simon for joining us again oh so good legends yeah um for our first ever uh, viz spotlight don't be surprised if they return in the future yeah and uh certainly there is a prize to be won so um answer the question and uh, send your answers get your answers in either on the, the slack community which is a wonderful community of people um that listen to this show if you want a Join it. There's loads of different channels and groups on there, from you know art threads to keep the uh, the podcast discussion. The pound shop's been going well. Yeah, again, pound shops yeah. where you can pick up cheap. There's um, a slain art challenge going on in the draw off. So if you fancy, with slain being I think 40 years old, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. This month, go and draw slain. Drop it yeah. in. There's some really lovely stuff going and on there. It's full there. of positivity, comics positivity, and people just sharing their thoughts and love of comics. So it's yeah. v- very open everyone's welcome just get in touch with us and, and join the groups and so leave your answers there or there's several different ways you can get in touch with us you can also um email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com uh, and uh, you can find us on social media at the awesome pod and uh well there's I'm, the, the social networks are so weird now i think if we just say at the awesome pod that's where you can find yeah. us yeah yeah if you google um, us it'll pop up yeah, yeah. and or just contact one of us through the email and we'll like, add you to the slack yeah mm. yep. and uh, thank you for listening whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts subscribe, leave a nice review it helps get the word out about the show the algorithm and all that we have quite a few listeners that listen on Apple so thank you very yeah. much thank you to anyone that listens to this show actually we really really appreciate it wherever you are in the world um, we will endeavour to um, inform as well as make you mm. laugh and talk about comics. Um, and if you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on the Pod Network doing a Gillian Tailforth. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long have you been waiting to say that? About hours. Yeah, I thought so. It was going to be 
peekapoo and a quick Dutch sandwich. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Either stunned me into silence. <laughs> but um, until next week's show, where can people find find us online, etc., Tony? Uh, neverironanything.com or you can find me in two weeks time or about a week and a half's time at uh, Baltimore Comic Con or yes. SPX which nice. I'll be there with uh, the crew nice Dan you can read Vanguard at vanguardcomic.com that's really heating up last couple of pages oh mate oh god yeah mate you texted me at four o'clock in the morning yeah on Friday because you were finishing off done. yeah it was a fucking struggle but I got it done absolutely mad we, don't, absolutely we never mad sleep do we geezer no. we don't sleep no um, Sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. Oh God. Well, <laughs> you won't really if we're going to be pedantic. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you... <laughs> all right, scientist. Mr. Logic. Hey, hey. Mr. It's all that. It's all that, it's all that, it's all that science talk. Uh, um, and you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank yeah. you very much for listening, everyone. And join us next week for more comics talk. And uh, just there's just lots of exciting stuff to look forward to at the moment with comics, and that's mm. just awesome. And uh, so awesome, that's why we put it in the name. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just a word I liked. You liked and that word. I did like, like that word. And do you know what? All these episodes later, I'm still a you still fan. like it, don't you? I still, hey, I still like it. You know, I'm not burdened with it. We didn't go with my idea no. saying it, the boobs comic podcast. Yeah, well, I still do like that word too. I don't think we had much input, was it? It was just like, no, you, you, it was already formed when you came to us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you'd already got the idea. Yeah. yeah. I'm a mad, uh, mad uh, dictator that runs this show with an iron fist. Oh, that word. Anyway, uh, join us next week uh, for <laughs> Comics Talk. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, reading loads of comics, and you just. Enjoying making them and reading them Doing because we're certainly Julian Telforth. We're certainly you'd be quiet, you. Right. Um, <laughs> you right? Anyone's going to get a reference? That is, no. Well, it's not. It's not like Tony to use a reference that no one's going to get. No, let's get yeah. no, I don't think it's Tony. I don't. I don't think it's true. I didn't think she did. She did what they said. Really? You told me it was. I said no. It won't be true. Join, She's join a lady. us. Join us next <laughs> week for more comics chat. We we love you very much, Dan. You do, don't you, Dan? Yes, of course. Tony, do. Tony, you love the listeners, don't you? Uh, no. Just, just say, hmm. it, say it, man. Why won't, why won't so, you say it? Why so. don't you just be honest? Well, like you were about Gillian Telforth. That was her fault. Don't you fucking. Don't you fucking bring me into this. Don't you fucking bring me into this or gaslight me, motherfucker. Anyway, right. Get out of my pub. So they were in a lay by. They pulled over because they were tired. Get out of my, get out yeah. my pub. Anyway, we've all gone mad. And uh, until next week, from Dan, Tony, and myself, read loads of comics. Keep making brilliant comics because we want to read them. And as always, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See ya. See ya. Yeah.